Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 387, recorded on August 11th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk about Splatoon 3 and our reactions and your reactions. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here with Nintendo Dads, and you're listening to episode 387. As Tim said, it is the 11th of August in the year of our Lord 2022. And joining me tonight on the show are the faithful two who have kept this uh, dumpster fire rolling this summer, uh, Tim Off and Jesse Waldack. Tim, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. I've been trying to learn how to, you know, make sure that I put more kindling fire into the dumpster, you know, anything that'll catch fire back in the dumpster just to keep it going. I don't know. Um, I, like I found <laughs> that, that uh, just living in uh, this world that we live in tends to add enough kindling. Yeah. If I just blow enough air. You might be pushing her too helps. hard. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, uh, but this week and, has been okay. Other than yeah, maybe uh, potentially getting a cold. So, and hopefully that's all Are it you is. Sure, it's cold. cold. Hopefully that's all it is. Right now, you know, it's that. But I'm not trying to be doom back. and gloom. I know. But, I know. Uh, I hate. I hate to say just, it, but you know that feeling in the back of your throat. Yep. And a little bit of it. You know, a few weeks ago. A little bit of tiredness there. Um, I'm afraid of the path that's going to go. But right yeah. now, it's just it's I'm a cold. Just it's a cold. So, well, if, other than that, uh, if, I feel well enough to be here. <laughs> yeah, if Tim's adding the kindling to the dumpster fire, then steering it downhill is certainly uh, Nintendo Dad's employee of the year, seven years running. Jesse Waldack, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. It, it's it's been a rough week. We had releases Tuesday night, Wednesday, or Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, and this morning, of which they had to wake me up at one thirty, two out of you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, because of things were missing because no one told uh, me they needed to be added to the notes so I didn't add them to the notes so like I had to have that fun conversation with both of my dev teams saying I am not a mind reader I do not have a crystal ball if something needs to be in the release yeah. y'all need to tell me that's fun isn't it it's fun when you have to remind people to adults yeah do your job that's real fun. It, it's, yeah. it's frustrating. These, it, these are things that shouldn't have happened, and they happened twice in the same yeah. week. Absolutely so, frustrating. Absolutely. So now's the time. What do you do to uh, make it not happen again? So well, that was What's my conversation this morning. The improvement yeah. is... What's the improvement? <laughs> tell me Tell me stuff. Talk to me. Where's, New employees. where's the checklist? That's, that's the improvement. New employees. Um, well, that's the problem is we... It, there's we have our, our core four that's been there for years and then everyone else is like a rotating contractor you know we like, we get them on board they're only around for six months or so and they once we get them trained up and finally useful they leave and we have to start the cycle over again isn't that so fun? We're like we're not Good getting times. anything out of our contractors isn't that fun well, guys, hopefully you're going to get a lot out of the show tonight. We're going to talk about the uh, huge Splatoon 3 Direct that uh, dropped this week, as well as some other news items, your questions, and lots more. So if we're not going to hold it up much longer, let's just dive on into the news, shall we?
And tonight's show is brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can go and join up with one of the best communities on the internet. You can play games, you can talk, you can chat. Guys, there's literally something for everyone in the Discord. $1 gets you in, $5 gets you the whole slate of uh, sub channels there in the Discord. $10 gets you pre and post show audio. And a monthly or quarterly bonus art card at $30 gets you on the show as a Patreon producer. And there's slots for all of those still available. So head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and help us uh, buy games and do things. That's, that's real. I mean, it's what we use it for. And just a uh, shout out, too, because I think. I've been, we've been pretty bad at this because Marty, I know you've, you've been out. So I didn't, I did, was bad at doing this, but just to shout out, just in case we missed you, shout out to the Funchi DLC for be jumping on recently. Uh, Hoots in our Patreon, Dylan Andrews, Spencer Kitchens, trying to figure out who's new on here. So <laughs> there's a lot of new names. I'm just, just shouting out there because they look new to me. So, and it might be because I'm used to the names appearing in uh, Discord differently. So if I, if, if we've already shouted you out. Yeah, we were, we were just but, talking right before, like we went live with the show. The Discord has, uh, has rearranged things on the page Patreon. this week. And we're, uh, we're dads of an age now where uh, if you rearrange things, it's going to yes. ruin our day for a couple hours. Patreon. We try to re- rearranged. Yes. So Patreon, we're looking at you. It sucks. Fix it. <laughs> All right. That's all we're going to say. But thank uh, you Patreon if you've creators, been a recent subscriber to Patreon. Look, thank you very much. Yes. Ha- holler at him and tell him to fix it. That's all I know to do. Uh, that's that. It usually helps. I don't oh, know, wait. There's a new order? button. Never what? Mind. Sorry. <laughs> there is a new yeah, button. Don't Who's do, new on Patreons? Don't do, don't do that. Um, Patreon.com backslash ads. Also, the show is brought to you by Gooder and Manscaped. And we'll talk about that here. In just a little bit. Let's dive in to the ink, shall we, gentlemen? Let's talk about Splatoon 3, which is uh, really just about a month away uh, as we speak right now. Uh, Nintendo hit us with a 30-minute direct on uh, Wednesday, which uh, dropped, let's just be honest, a ton of news. Um, Well, they heard you, Marty. They heard you talking about, hey, Splatoon's coming. We haven't heard anything. I'm a little worried. So. Well, they were waiting for me to get back off my hiatus for the yes. summer before they, they really did this. Um, yes. And so what I think it would be good for us to do is to just kind of run down a lot of the um, the news and things like that and then kind of give our opinions of it. Uh, you know, so we just kind of go through here at the, at the front, not colored by anything uh, as far as our opinions, because I think let's just a little preview of, of a few minutes from now in the show. Uh, I think that probably Tim and I stand on very different ground uh, as 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 far as what we thought about this direct and what we think about Splatoon three. So um, let's just run into this. So uh, lots of new I'll, things I'll, shown. I'll start out with I haven't had a chance to see this yet. I've been so busy, but oh, I do okay. know of a few things based on seeing other content creators' reactions. And Twitter and whatnot. So I'm not completely in the dark, but I'm in the dark. Can I ask a question though? Are you even in the caring camp of Splatoon, or are you firmly in the I don't give a rip about this? I don't care. Uh, okay. Well, my, so my, so my, awesome. my Splatoon history is: I bought the first game. I was looking. For, I was excited for the first game. 
I played it on day one, got to about level six, and was just getting waxed. So I'm like, okay, I'm done. And that's yep. it. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, we already know Jesse's feelings on this. It could come out in whatever state it is. He's still not playing it. Um, that's okay. Uh, there was an almost pit cross style mode. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I, I saw like some of that. Game. I saw some information about the card game, but I don't fully understand what that is. So, I don't. You know, that, I don't. That and a minute for the waifu, basically. I don't expect <laughs> you to pay uh, sixty dollars for a card game or or no. seventy bucks, however much it's going to be. Anyway, here we go. Uh, Return of the Mammalians. This, this is the new story mode uh, for uh, the Splatlands. The, uh, this is kind of they described it really as basically tutorial for learning about the battles and the weapons. Um, that does not give me much hope about story mode, but. Um, they said they it was a perfect way to learn how to use the to weapons. Learn. Yeah. Uh, they did announce that there would be um, free updates coming, but also what they called large scale paid DLC. Uh, so maybe that's going to be add on to the story mode, a la the Octoling expansion or whatever uh, later on, but they didn't give any plans for that. Yeah, they that's did later about, in the notes. <laughs> well, yeah, but anyway. I know what you mean. Um, they did talk about uh, Turf War, which, of course, the main mode of Splatoon, the new technique, Squid Surge and Squid Roll. Uh, the Squid Surge helps you kind of jump or climb walls pretty fast. The Squid Roll is uh, almost like a backwards jump that can repel ink. Um, salmon Run can be played anytime. You collect power eggs. There's boss salmonids that are new, as well as king salmonids. Uh, went like Koho, Kohozuna, which is a giant, uh, like Godzilla esque salmon that can come out and uh, you shoot the, the the power eggs at him and you only have a limited amount. I thought of time it was Kraid to do that. It, it did kind of look like Kraid, <laughs> didn't it? Uh, that's that's actually a good catch there. Uh, they also mentioned big runs, which are coming in the future, which is an event where salmonids invade the city. Or the Inklings and the Octolings live in Splatlands, uh, which is, is kind of neat. Uh, Twelve stages at launch for battle. Others to come in the future. Only five of them are new. Uh, they also mentioned, uh, and again, this is kind of just pieced together from the whole thing. It's not pacing with the actual direct, so you can go back and watch it for yourself if you haven't yet. Uh, the uh, Jesse alluded to the waifus. Uh, in the, just a few seconds ago, we're actually a trio now, uh, which includes okay, a manta ray called uh, the oh. manta ray, which is called Big Man, who is my new favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I will say, my son and I were talking. So we have two waifu and a husband. Though, was that what we're saying? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> listen, listen to me. Listen to me. If your husbando is a manta ray from a game where you shoot ink. Go find some help. And and you notice that somebody good. pointing this out too. I think it's in our notes, but Manta Ray, big man. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I just figured out the other day. I just figured out the other day that Krusty Sean was crustacean. Yes. <laughs> yep. They've got to do better. They've got to do better. Hey, no, uh, that's anyway, perfect. Perfect so dad gonna, puns in the game. They're going to host the Splatsville <laughs> news program again. And these updates can apparently be read on the go with the new in-game phone 
which I'm hoping like after the first time you have to sit through all that, you can completely turn it off and it just goes to your phone. You're not the I, only one. <laughs> that's, that is y'all. I got back into yeah. Splatoon 2 tonight and that's still my number one gripe. It took, yeah, it took people have been saying that that can be skippable. It's a, it took like five minutes to even just get to where I can move. Like, oh my gosh. You know yeah. why part of it, you know what part of the problem was? Is I hadn't booted up Splatoon 2 since the last Splatfest. Lots to update. So it still had to show, like, I went, how long ago was that? Still had to show yes. all that stuff. Um, <laughs> in Splatsville, you can post drawings again. Uh, you can get a temporary boost to XP and income with some food. Uh, there's a photo mode, and you can also explore stages outside of combat with a recon guide. And Splatfests are coming back, now divided into two halves. Uh, in the first half, three teams uh, compete in... Uh, 4v4 turf war battle. Uh, and then the second half includes tricolor turf war battles where all three teams are going to fight at the same time uh, with the leading team starting in the middle and having to defend against the other two coming in. Just full disclosure here. This right here is probably the biggest innovation in the entire game. Yeah. I'm excited for this. I heard about and, the and like, team aspect, but I didn't understand how that was going to work with the one team starting in the middle. So that makes sense now. And just remember, yeah, too, so, it's not the other two teams aren't the full teams. It's still going to be four. The four. The yes. Yeah, four. Number one is four. And then the other two teams will be only two players from each of the teams. So it's four V two V two. Okay, now I don't like that. <laughs> That's, did you think it was 12 player? I mean, yeah, I did. I was hoping it was because if the if there's a team who is already in first place and they still have four, that gives them a decided advantage against the other two. We only have two. Have yeah. you ever tried to play Splatfest when people drop out and it's like a team of four versus a team of two? It's awful. So there's somebody actually who and it's later on in the notes, but I'll read it now since it's talking about the four V two V two happy Jack in our discord talked about it. Cause we talked about it in our special dinner table about split three uh, Splatoon threes direct, which you can go listen to in your podcast uh, feed or right now or in YouTube. You can go listen to Pause it this. If you want to know more about Splatoon three, go uh, listen to that. And but we back. were, we were talking about the four V two V two and he came back with saying this with regards to the second part of this plat fest, where it is four V two V two. I disagree that it is due to hardware constraint or that the switch is incapable of matching 12 players together. Cause we had talked about it being possibilities for that. Those, those type of things. For instance, his argument is MK at eight deluxe matches 12 players with no problem on the switch and is built on the backbone of a Wii U game. I think it is more of a balance of power issue a way to give the losing teams an advantage. A team leading the Splatfest, let's say red, is placed in the middle of the map. On either side, they are fighting back blue and yellow. Though blue and yellow only have two players, they have the advantage of turf that will more rarely be taken from them. It's really a fight for the middle of the map, a fight for the leader's turf. I think it's really a smart way to balance things out, whereas before, one team always seemed to dominate. This will give each side more of a fighting chance. Hmm. Also, yeah, I mean, you can think of it that way. Oh, it's not as much in this case, red trying to beat blue. It's both of them trying to beat red 
together. Yes. Well, no, okay. it's it's yeah. no, it's but still trying to be. Uh, there's uh, nah, maybe it's, not. It's uh, so they, they still want to be able to to win at the end, right? <laughs> right. So there, there are two different colors on each side. You may have red in the middle, but you blue and is on one side and yellow is on the other. But you only have two people representing your team, and the other two are probably watching. So you have to figure out who your best players are, or maybe we'll find out it's actually whoever scored the most. And that's who's playing. But well, uh, is this well? See, I, the way I read this is, you know, how they had they had the normal V four feet turf war in Splatfest in general that ran for say a weekend or four days. Mm-hmm. So I I read this as they're still going to do that for four days to determine who's the winner, and then that will be the lead in part two. So when then they when they do the matchmaking, they'll they'll just match make four two two. So there won't be people sitting out. Mm-hmm. Or am I? Did I misinterpret well, that? I don't. Well, that's I don't a different know, way to get it. Here's what I. Here's what I do know that that the last weekend of this month, the 27th and 28th, or maybe it's the maybe it's the 27th through the 29th. You you can actually go right now uh, and download the very first online test fire. Basically, is what it is for Splatoon three, where they're going to run a very special flat fest. It's going to be rock paper scissors. Uh, This game is going to be, or the app or whatever you want to call it, is going to be available to download next week, even though you can pre-order it now. Uh, And it's totally free. Uh, So you can go download that. And then once the app is live, you can run through the tutorial to get yourself ready. And then you can choose which team you are for Splatfest, rock, paper, or scissors. So we'll see after that. They're saying that certain parts of the demo will also be playable a couple days before that on August 25th but the main event isn't available until 9 a.m. Pacific time and ends 9 p.m. Pacific time on the 27th. Okay. Gotcha. So it's just so one day. It is just, just one day, 27th. but there will be playable parts on the 25th and 26th okay. leading up to the I wonder the if the playable parts are just being able to like look around, choose your Splatfest team. Probably, probably yeah, go around, walk around the city and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, take a look around. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. Speaking of which, uh, also, real quick, oh, real quick, sorry. since you brought up the rock, paper, scissors thing, Andrus asked, uh, where do you fall in the latest Splatfest? Are you rock, paper, or scissors? Which one is Big Man? I don't remember what I think he's you know what? I don't remember. I think he was scissors. Was he, he scissors? was scissors? Okay. Yeah, because he said that he was like, Oh, they're already sharp. You know, they, they <laughs> cut through everything. I'm yeah. like, that's good logic. That's good logic. Go. Uh, my son and I were actually talking and he was like, every choice for Splatfest is made for me already because he's like, I'm just going to pick big man every time, even if I don't <laughs> like that thing. It's, be my, it's my guy. All right. There you go. So That's what about you one. guys? Rock, paper, scissors, Jesse. I would probably go scissors. Just no reason. Just that's. I, I, I figured out of the three of us, you would choose via waifu. Well, see, I don't know who's who's who, but yeah, I don't remember well, who picked what either between the two of the, the waifus. The blue one was rock, and the, the 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 yellow one, the one that everyone's calling the ugly one, uh, fire that, fry. That fire, oh fry, yeah. Is it? It's fry, shiver, and fry. Uh, was shiver. I I knew it was cold and cold base, but I forgot her name. But shiver, yeah. shiver, shiver, and fry. Shivers rock. Fry is is paper. paper. Big man okay. is scissors. 
I don't. I don't Sugar know. is the white girl. Like <laughs> a dragon said. And then Fry is the eel. It's the white like a dragon. Why eyes. did you say Shiver is the white girl and then say that Fry is the eel? I mean, why couldn't you say I'm, Shiver I mean, is the I'm not whatever trying fish? to like no. I mean, like, we're not trying to get into all that. Uh but oh, anyway, let's move on here. Uh table <laughs> Wait, there's, sorry, there's Joe. there's a one more question. Sorry. Oh no, still, okay, go ahead. Let's get the next question in. Let's get let's, it's are you planning on playing the free premiere? Yeah, we we already know Jesse isn't. I'm not. I am. I am going to play the premiere. Jesse is not. I, I might watch Rogers like live stream or, or just so I can get a feel of Dang. what it is from. He, he's not even going to watch our live stream. Well, he knows what's going on. <laughs> he knows how to play the damn game. Hey, <laughs> are you sure he hasn't fight? Hey. Roger hasn't far fired Look, up the game in a while. We can, he we said can, it himself. we can recruit award-winning Splatoon 2 player, Eric Plunk. We can we can bring him in. Did you just got like a thousand hours on Splatoon 2? We can recruit. We we can re- also recruit X-Long and his wife. Oh, yeah. They play oh, all the time. yeah. Yeah, the guys, they helped us defeat the Mega Dads back, you know, Heck yeah. ages ago. It's fantastic. All right. I won't interrupt you anymore for now. No, no. Wait, hang on. Hang on, though. This has something to do with the questions I'm going to ask us. Okay. Did they not help us beat the Mega Dads? The night that they got shut down on Mixer. Oh, I don't know if it's the same night. I think I it remember. was. I think it was when we were doing. Was that when they were on Mixer at that time? Okay, Mixer died. Listen, everybody knows Mixer died because of Nipple Gates. Uh, so <laughs> uh, that's just that is correct. It's it, it was a lost cause after that. Um, really? oh, we got to get off this part. Um, <laughs> Table Turf Battle Dojo was also announced, which is a it's a card game in a shooting game. Uh, See, this is the so, part I might I might actually enjoy. Uh, you eat, but I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on a card game. Yeah, you charge up power and then you unleash it all at once with a special comeback attack. There's 150 cards to collect. Uh, honestly, guys, this could have been like an aside thing that they offered for Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscribers, like Tetris 99. Pac-Man or, 99, Mario 35. Or maybe a $10 side game. Yeah. I thought they were going to put it in the the uh, the app, which we might be talking about shortly here. But I thought yeah, they we were going to put it in the we'll, app. That, you know, Tim, honestly, that's a great place for it. Because then I can forget about it, just like I forget about the app being on my phone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Play around with it once forget- and then don't use but, it again. But how can you forget about that audio cable setup? You got to have the squid, man. Yeah, you gotta have the squid that you run it into and you run it out of. We'll have to get um, Zach back on to demonstrate that because I think he's yeah, he had it. He can show. There's a video. Well, no, we just watched the YouTube video. That's so. right. Yes. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of new weapons shown off: the tri stinger bow, which can uh, fire in three directions, and the splatana, which I thought was really cool. It's a melee weapon almost. Yes, but yes. it's it's also like kind of like Link's sword in Legend of Zelda when it's all the way charged up, it shoots these blades of ink uh, yes. and it changes based on whether it's charged up uh, or not. And all basic weapons from previous games are coming back uh, with a few new weapon types as well. And there's new special weapons. Of course, we've already seen the crab tank, uh, which got shown off pretty early when this got announced. Uh, but the tactic cooler, which is a fridge that pops out of a tuna can 
that gives out beverages to your team that gives stat boosts. What? Uh, the, That's yeah, awesome. So like you, like your character throws this giant tuna can and it pops up into a, like a, like a kiosk. And when they run by, they grab a drink and it gives them a stat boost. Like it makes this as long as Kirby doesn't stronger. come in mouthful mode, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Kirby tactical. That's it's corporate synergy. Uh, there's also the wave breaker, which uh, unleashes sonic waves around the area, pinpoints enemies, and also does that was pretty cool to see to them. That, that was- uh, and then the reef slider, which is uh, basically an inflatable shark ride on. That you can ride into the middle of um, enemies and explode, and that was does pretty a funny. ton of damage. Uh, all the other familiar special weapons from the Splatoon series are going to be here too: Tina missiles, uh, Ink Jet, Ink Storm, Ultra Stamp, Booyah Bomb. Uh, all those. The, here, here's one I worried about that they didn't talk about. My preferred item or special weapon of choice when we play Splatoon is I use the the um, the one that lets you throw just tons of bombs, you know, just like, and, and I, I do the, like the, the curling bomb and I just spin around and shoot them out everywhere. Okay. And just like walk forward with an army of bombs. Following. <laughs> uh, because if you die, guess what? They still, they're still there. They still right. explode. Um, that, they didn't mention that one. So I hope it's back. Um, and our uh, ranked battle is now called anarchy battle. Uh, there's four separate modes. These are the same modes that are in Splatoon 2 already. Splat Zones, Tower Control, Rainmaker, and Clan Blitz. You can uh, do Anarchy Battle Series, which is a solo challenge, which uh, asks you to win so many matches uh, before taking a loss, or you can uh, team up with friends in Anarchy Battle Open. Online friends now appear as 3D holograms in the lobby, which lets you easily uh, ally or drop in as an opponent. Uh, in the game they're already playing. And by forming a team and playing, players can see what friends are up to at any given moment. And it also includes a memory player where you can play recent matches. And everybody knows that uh, customization is a huge thing in Splatoon. Uh, so splash tags are now here uh, to show the title background, or they, you can change the title, the background, the badge. Uh, you can also exchange points earned for battles for various items like seasonal gear and ability chunks. Uh, this also ties into the fact that for the next two years, once the game releases, there's going to be a seasonal gear catalog that gets released every uh, three months uh, that's going to update styles, you know, add in new stickers, add in new looks. And I think one of the bigger things here, too, is that uh, you can now choose at, with your loadout you can choose your emote at the beginning of the match and at the end of the match. You can choose which one you want to do up until now. It's been random. So, uh, Tim, you talked about the, the, the smart device uh, with the NSO app. Splatnet 3 will be available day and date with the game. You can check your battle records. You can open uh, or you can order special in-game gear just like you can right now. But you can also support Krusty Sean. Uh, as he goes on a journey for enlightenment uh, <laughs> using the ink points that you earn in battles, you can pay for those and help them along. And I'm, I'm going to guess that's going to lead to something that's going to lead to like an unlock or something. At least I hope it does, but no, in Nintendo, it's going to be a golden piece of poo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't know if they announced this, 
or not, or we already knew it, but the Splatoon 3-themed Nintendo Switch OLED we now know is going to be releasing August 26th, and the world premiere demo will be available, as we said, on August 27th. Um, so you can go ahead and download that. Uh, you actually you can pre-order it right now, but you can actually download it as of August 18th. So you can be ready. Uh, this launch is September 9th. And uh, until September 30th, if you want to pre-order the game, you can double your My Nintendo Gold points for that. They also mentioned new Amiibo coming uh, in a three-pack. Or did, did they show three-pack, or was it just three packages? They showed three package images, but w- there could be, you know, a set uh, a package set that depending on your region, because they've done that okay. before. So, yeah. but they so they, only, be... they didn't say that any at all. This is where I'm assuming that potentially in your region they could have a set but right yeah. now they so showed in, them individually it looks like in the north american region they're going to be available individually and they're inkling yellow octoling blue and small fry which is one of the same units uh 15.99 each which apparently is the new price for amiibo uh they come with exclusive gear you can snap in-game photos with them save your favorite precious bits to your amiibo and the Cali and Marie and Pearl and Marina two packs are coming back on launch day as well for $24.99 each USD. Uh, we also mentioned the post-game updates, so free in-game season catalog weapon updates every three months for two years. Uh, X Battle and League Battle come in a future update, and large-scale paid DLC is also planned for the future. This um, And they did mention that the free updates are going to include new gear, new weapons, and new stages. Uh, so the big scale DLC, we still have no clue uh, what that is. Um, so who pre-ordered so, it? <laughs> Abyssal asks, which one of the dads pre-ordered it? I, I actually pre-ordered it. I, I pre-ordered it. It is already ready. Well, to here's go. what I was going to do. I was going <laughs> to stop at this point because from here we have comments from the community. We have uh, things, you know, that, that our community has said. But before we do that, I wanted to just get our take on this so far Uh, because Tim, I think uh, we know Jesse doesn't care. Um, I think you and I landed completely different on this. And I want to say before we get into our positions on it, I'm still going to buy this game. All right. I'm going to buy it. I'd already decided to before the direct, I enjoy the Splatoon franchise. All right. I do. I'm not good at it but it's a good time with friends. Okay. Um, In fact, I will full disclosure here. I have not gotten past the second section of the, um, of the single player mode on Splatoon 2 until tonight. So I'm in the third section Mm -hmm. and here's the deal. Part of it is, is because honestly, uh, the controls, the controls um, suck to me. I don't like gyro aiming. I want the stick to be better. And I find myself like I find my hands cramping up when I'm playing it because I can't do what I want to do with just, with just the stick. And I know you can turn it off. You can turn gyro aiming off, but the stick mo- movement is it's slow. It's, it's not great. So uh, I have fun with it, but I'm never going to be like a Splatoon champion or anything <laughs> like that, but I enjoy it. Me um, neither. So Tim, tell me what, like overall, how did you think, what what, do you, what what are your feelings about this? So overall, I mean, I pre-ordered it too. And let me preface this as well, saying that I 
am all about everybody having their own opinions and stuff like that. Obviously, if you're not into it, I'm not going to shame you for it because you're not into it. And, uh, or even if I was not into it, I, I wouldn't shame you because you were or anything like that. So I'm just like Marty. It's like one way or another, I, you know, you do you and I do me and stuff like that. And, um, everything's cool. I'm not going to shame you for what you're, what you are into or not into. So, but for me, in regards to overall, my feeling about this, I was already about it day one as well. Uh, when they announced it was coming, um, when they announced it was going to be coming this summer and that before that I was ready to buy it. So, um, so there, I know there's people who are into it like that, who are just like, Hey, new Splatoon three, I'm going to buy it because I love Splatoon games and so on and so forth. Uh, beyond that, what I saw here in the direct made me more, made me more excited about it, such as the new features that you just went over. All the things that they said made me more um, confident in what they, the reason why they didn't just keep, for me, didn't keep building on Splatoon 2. They decided they had to stop it and then build a new game. And I think there's an infrastructure there that we don't see yet as well for Splatoon 3 that's going to lead to more things. Um, and I could be totally wrong too. I'm guessing at this. Uh, just from what just from what I'm seeing though, from all the different things that they've added to the here and what they had to close down as Splatoon 2, like the me universe stuff or the Meverse stuff and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then just the way people play games like this has changed over the years that I think that's why they couldn't just build on Splatoon 2. They had to build in a whole new infrastructure and that's why we got a Splatoon 3. Um, and what I saw in all the new things, I think that's why I'm even more excited about this game, even though I'm not a all in every day playing Splatoon type of player. I'm in it because I enjoy jumping in and being able to play it. Even if I'm playing as bad as, as even Jesse had said he played when he played the first time, you know, getting splattered. I'm having a lot of fun, especially when we do extra life or with the community love doing those kind of things. So um, the biggest thing that I saw that I liked that potentially we still have to learn more about it, but potentially is the four V two V two situation there. The part of the lobby features where by forming a team and playing players can see what friends are up to at any given moment. And then what we also learned there, what it looks like possibly an easier way to be able to join your friends and play a game with them. So there's a lot of potential there that I think we can, we still are learning and guessing yet, I think, but there's also things that they pointed out such as like the new, the new stages, the new stuff we'll get in DLCs and even stuff that we potentially could get in the paid DLCs uh, that I'm looking forward to. Um, and so, so much more. So. Okay. Um, here's the deal. I'll say this still, still, still buying the game, but uh, consider me among the, the people of the chorus of people. And I, I think it's a very small chorus uh, who are, kind of underwhelmed by this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why. Uh, number one, uh, one of the biggest complaints for a lot of people or that I heard from a lot of people after um, 
uh, Splatoon 2 came out was that it didn't seem like a lot of thought was put into what a player would do single player. You know, if, you didn't, if, if you're like me and you're not great uh, online or, or whatever, uh, there's not a whole lot for you to do single player, right? You finish the campaign and boom, it's done. Um, then they did the Octoling DLC, which is fine. Uh, but again, here they had a great opportunity, uh, I think, to have a better design solo player mode. The Splatlands is a great setting and would have been a really cool, like, Borderlands-ish, post-apocalyptic type thing where you're, you know, you completely rethink the solo player game, missions, all kinds of different things like that. Add to the story. Add to the lore. They didn't. Um, They stuck to the, um, and I mean, here's the thing. I must say this, and, and it, you know, a month from now may prove me wrong, but it kind of looks like that maybe those news briefings at the beginning with the with the deep cut may still be unskippable. We don't know yet if the if the cell phone is going to take over that. Like if there's a setting that you're going to be able to set. If it's not skippable or at least speed upable, <laughs> that's that's a huge mistake uh, that. Yeah, I agree with that one. That's something they should have learned. They should have learned from that, from hearing their audience, for sure. Yeah. Um, That would be a disappointment for me, too. I think another thing that kind of struck me, too, is that every every game has been like you get plopped into the center of a city, right? Uh, And that's the hub. Maybe think out of the box a little bit of that, uh, a little for that. The first thing my son asked me, before he even watched the direct, I said, you want to watch this? And, and he's like, did they add deathmatch? No, they did not. Um, I get that the idea is to ink all the territory, but why not have the option for that for people who want to, who want to do it? <coughs> it's just to me, overall, it seemed like it's Splatoon 2 with a fresh coat of paint. And so many people kind of indicated that, like, that maybe was a worry leading up to uh, its launch. It's like, oh, is it going to be enough? I even Kit and Krista on their show over there have talked about, I can't wait to hear what they say about this because, you know, they've been asking several times. I've heard them on their show say, you know, Splatoon 3 is coming, but is it just going to be more of the same? And honestly, it, it, it does look like more of the same. Now, the good part about that is that – the Splatoon formula overall is pretty good, right? I just thought that we would see some more progression here. They've had five years, and they only have five new stages when it launches. That's it. Two new weapons, weapon types, uh, just a handful of new Well, two that were announced. Two that were announced, but it seems like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the first, two, the first two games released seemingly bare boned and then expanded. I'm not surprised that, that they continue and, that. And there, there again is as another thing. I am tired of the we're going to release it and then you're going to get all these free incremental updates that we hope are going to um, keep you playing or whatever. Uh, the last two releases that Nintendo has done with that, Nintendo Switch Sports, I've not booted it up in a month or more. Mario Strikers, two new characters in one stadium did not do it. I tried it, played it for a few more minutes, and I was out. 
Um, I think we need to stop giving them a pass on this. And I think I there needs to be, I think there needs so, to be more. Well, when yeah, the I've game been complaining released. about this for much longer than these games. So. And <laughs> I know there's a lot. Listen, could you it, a lot of actually people. let me interrupt real quick, Mari. Could you imagine if they did that same idea with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? Could you imagine, can you imagine how? Can you imagine if they did that with Xenoblade Chronicles? Right. Can you imagine if they did it with Fire Emblem? Yes. So I guess it's I guess it's basically our opinion on what we feel is the full game and what's not the full game. So you're right. I believe in the same thing. I'm tired of the same thing. I don't like it with the sports games either that they've been doing that. Where they we thought they were going to do that with Mario Party, but they just didn't ever update. Yeah, that. and then you didn't get that either. Yeah, so it's just like, yep, we can't assume that, and that's what's the scary part is. Like, I'm trying to be careful of this with this game too, is I can't assume we're going to get those things that I really hope for in those later DLCs or even the paid DLCs. It should be there now. I agree with that because it should be we're paying for a sixty dollar game. Give us everything for a new featured sequel. Not a two, not a point five, or what seemingly could have been an add-on to, you know, Splatoon two. So, uh, I agree with all that for sure. I just think that, like, I get it that there. That's that. Do I think this game probably sh- could have come out sooner? Yeah, it probably got. There's probably some stuff here that got delayed by the pandemic, right? Uh, I mean, a lot of games, a lot. In, in fact, a lot of companies, 2022 is not shaping up like they thought it would. Yes. Let's just yeah. be honest. Yeah. We've heard, yeah. we've a read that of, and heard that everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not just Nintendo. It, it, it's, it's messing Microsoft, up a lot of our fantasy critic. <laughs> games. Yeah. yeah. So we've actually, I don't remember where it was said, but it was towards the beginning of 2022. Somebody said the pandemic is going to catch up to us somewhere. We don't know when and where but it's going to catch up and we've, we've seen it this year. Yeah, here it is. Like, I don't want to be the butthole and like, say like, Hey, um, you know, they should have been, should have been working. They should have been doing this. They should have been doing that. But also on the other hand, like I am tired of half finished games getting released and expecting everything else to come every, in. I agree. I'm tired of every big game from Nintendo who is a first party juggernaut Every big game that has been released this year almost has been, and there'll be free DLC to add. Here's our roadmap. I don't care. There should be enough there for me to want it day one, which there is for me. And there is, there is for me again, ever like, I know that there's a rabid fan base for Splatoon. Uh, Some of them in our discord that are, were very quick to disagree with me about my, my opinion on this. I I just feel like it's it's that that if you've played Splatoon two, then you've played this game, and that's where I disagree with. And I th- I think I saw enough to where I see this is Splatoon three. So because again, it looks like there's a lot there infrastructure wise that we'll be seeing built upon. I think along with everything, I think it's else the same that problem do. that I I think it's the same problem I have with Overwatch. Overwatch okay. 2 is just DLC for Overwatch, and they're closing down Overwatch, what some people have sunk years and lots of money into. They're closing it down to force you to buy their DLC upgrade for, for Overwatch. There's well, not the, enough there that to really 
Like even at launch, they I thought said, that was just going to be, be a, a free migration. No, they are shutting down. Over, I mean, no, shutting down the so original Overwatch. You they are shutting down the first Overwatch, and you are getting Overwatch Two because it's going to be free to play. Uh, but you can buy the Founders Pack uh, type of thing where you can then transition and they're also going to give a gifts to everybody who bought the original game and who's transitioning it to because if you own overwatch one overwatch one is going to be updated to overwatch two so and then it's free to play from there so they're going to I the think- free to play model so there that then itself right there is a big difference between what they're doing there and i know justin called for it it and then nintendo dad's discord uh excuse me twitter account talking about that type yeah. of thing he was expecting to see from Splatoon or thinks it would have been a smart thing for Nintendo to do to go with Splatoon 3 being a free-to-play type of game. And we also saw a lot of comments. Actually, I think the majority, if not all, the comments back were dis- in a disagreement. Were negative. No, please don't yes. do that. Yeah, I get that. And I get that because I think free-to-play uh, for a game that's already been paid for kind of devalues it in some way. Uh, I think it it allows developers to hide any innovation behind you have to pay or you have to play a whole lot to get it. Well, it also Um, goes to the thing that we don't, we were just talking about, we don't like where we're not getting the full game because that free to play is constantly being built upon, built upon. And then you're just buying skins. Splatoon doesn't do this for the biggest reason why I think they don't go to free to play is because their cosmetics actually do something to your character. And free to play would not work with that because you, yeah. you would get people who would You'd spend be more money to, than you. Paying to win. Yeah, exactly. So they yeah. that would ruin the whole thing behind Splatoon. Cosmetics, yes, they have, but it's also things that improve and, your character. And let me let, let, let me play devil's advocate with myself here. This how how much can shooters really innovate? <laughs> like how much can a can a shooting game? And which, which is why this game was a breath of fresh air. Like call it Call of Duty and Fortnite and all Battlefield, all those things. How much can they really innovate? I mean, there's there's a point where they paint themselves into a corner, hmm. for lack of a better term. And it's like, well, what else can we do uh, with this? Yep. I know that. Like, here's the thing. I know that this package is going to be great. Like, I know it's going to play well. It's gonna it's going to be tons of fun. But in the end. We are getting, we're still getting another incomplete game and we're still getting a, a game that really is, if you take away, what the, what's the biggest innovation? The biggest innovation is Splatfest, right? Really? The biggest innovation is Splatfest. I mean, lockers and all that stuff is, I mean, really? I really think there's infrastructure there is, is the innovation for them for this reason. We don't, it's something we can't see. Obviously. Well, maybe it is because like I feel like for the ranked battle community, the ones who have been playing, you know, like Splat Zones Tower, like they just it was like a that's like a complete afterthought. It's like, hey, all maybe those games that was that you enjoyed the, playing in Splatoon 2. Well, maybe guess that what? was what was kept in mind was the e games, the esports type things too. So maybe there is the infrastructure for that to make there it may better. and there may be. And there you're you're exactly right on that. There may be. Uh I just I guess I came into it. I don't know what I expected, but it was, it was, it was underwhelming. No. Um, and I think I, and that's what I was, when I posted to you that I was going to call you out on this, it was the, about the reskin part. That's the only part I disagree with you on is I don't, 
I didn't feel this was a reskinned version of Splatoon 2, but I can see everybody's points as to why they feel that way. But everybody I've been talking to, and I've pointed this out even on our dinner table discussion, I didn't play it enough to be able to see the differences that those who play it all the time, like X Long or I think Frosticles and uh, a few other people in our group um, play it all the time. And we're pointing out, oh, yeah, this, that. And I think, uh, was it Daniel or there was a few people in our Discord who were pointing out all these things that, you know, stood out to them. And they are. I would say the top tier fans because they were into it, playing it all the time. Their whole family's playing it and all that kind of stuff. So um, to them, they were excited about it. So, and that's where I was I think kind I've of feeding off them. I think I've pinpointed where the disappointment is. And it's this, it's that for me personally, I'm just saying for me personally, this was Nintendo's last big game for the year that I'm super excited for. And when yeah. it didn't deliver like something super great, because like we've had the Breath of the Wild delay, we've had Advance Wars yeah. that's disappeared. Um, you know, there's no Mario game this year. Guys, y'all realize it's been like a good five-year period that we've not had. A, right. and, and you could argue that Mario uh, Bowser's Fury was a new Mario game, but it was, it was kind of like a side quest. I can understand, especially with all the letdowns with the sports games, for sure. You know, yeah, where I you're mean, expecting just, for something. me, for me personally, there's not been any like one big thing this year. Right. Uh, except for live alive. It's been my favorite game I've played this year. Hey, that's good. Uh, on the switch. And it's, it's, it is incredible. Uh, and it's probably going to end up being my game of the year, but like, and I don't know that Splatoon 3 would have ever been close to my game of the year, but I had hopes that it would be something, a, a more substantial upgrade than just, hey, here's a couple of new modes, here's a couple of new weapons and things. Uh, and and you, Nintendo's you, track record new... lately hasn't been good for this, what I'm about to say, yeah. but I'm going to say is, is that we only saw a direct. Hopefully when the game launches, we will be... Our yeah. ex- keep the expectations low, of course. And then when we get the game, maybe maybe it'll I be better so than we think. Uh, but their track record as of late has definitely not supported that. No. So, um, which is which is sad. So, yeah. uh, hopefully we get that. But I wanted to to kind of go here because we've I've griped enough, and people are probably tired of hearing about it. Um, about some of our comments from the community and basically yes. what we heard feedback uh, overall. Uh, we saw that people were really impressed with quality of life improvements. Uh, hopeful that you could skip news updates with the squid phone. Uh, a, a general feeling of, hey, we like this card battle game. Uh, wishing for a battle royale type add-on. Maybe that's the pig DLC. Uh, they, people said, mentioned and liked that they, it looks easier to play with friends and you can get to use the testing range while you wait. Spider Shan uh, shared this. Just watch the Splatoon Direct with my son. He's thrilled. This will actually be the game to get some away from Madden and MLB and back to the Switch. I'm no Splatoon Pro, but I always enjoy doing Splatfest. This direct showed me everything I needed to be satisfied with a sequel. Uh, why, th- why so thrilled? For me, it's about the new three-way they're doing Splatfest, including the three-way battles. Uh, I also appreciate the easier-looking way to play with friends. Always felt complicated in Splatoon 2. I appreciate that you can pick a level and play around with it by yourself. It gives you a chance to set up a strategy or get familiar with the map. And for my son, it's all about customization, lockers, emotes, and titles. He also loves all the additions to Salmon Run, which is his favorite mode from Splatoon 2. Um, 
And then Mega Dragon asks us this question. I think we've covered it, but I just want to acknowledge it. He he sent in the question. Do you think Nintendo will make Splatoon free to play like Overwatch 2? No. No, <laughs> yeah. I think they want that, they want that $65 payout, right? And we've already kind of gone over uh there, the other. The well, other he said a couple other things I just wanted to point out. Happy Jack. He's the one that mentioned the name for big big man for the manta ray. Uh, but he also says near the end when we were talking on the dinner table uh, about fixes to mat- matching with friends, it seemed to me that the direct show that you could queue up with friends for turf war within the new waiting lobby area, the practice area. And then he also said, thanks all and love the show. P.S. I do enjoy listening to everyone in the ver- variety of perspectives, but Marty is my favorite. Bye. <laughs> so there you go, Marty. So I'm sure Happy Jack uh, missed you. I don't care if I win the end of the year prediction poll or anything. That's it right there. There you go. Thank you, Happy Jack. Appreciate that. I hope you have a great – I hope you enjoy this game, honestly. And listen, somebody said to me on Twitter after I posted that, they're like, oh, man, you just need to let people enjoy this game. You need to to back off and let people – okay, I get it. No, I disagree with that that type of attitude. You need to be able to voice your opinion, just like we are as as people who are excited Maybe about it. Like, I don't you need to be able that. to say your was, part. Yeah. You, know? you don't, don't have to was that agree like, with us. Let yeah. others be happy and excited about it. My children and I are. And if you are, great. Here's the deal. For me, this why I've emphasized this over and over. For me, it didn't hit right. All right? Yeah. Is it going to sell boo koodles? Is it going to sell a schwack load? Absolutely. It's going to be a huge seller for Nintendo. It's going to be very successful. That's great. My thing is, is that somebody needs to poke the bear and somebody needs to say, you can't just keep releasing little incremental upgrades like this. You've got to put some effort into it. You had five years. Yeah. And the, for those people, if you're listening, just be glad we don't have Justin on because he'd probably just be right now saying, meh. <laughs> you, you- what he would be saying right now he would be saying follow the numbers it's going to yeah. sell a butt ton that's why they didn't and and if it's going to sell a butt ton why like if, if if they're going to put the same modes in splatoon 2 and splatoon 3 and it's going to sell a butt ton why would they make any other numbers or if justin justin if he happens to call in if he's listening if he happens to just you know just come in and now, shout who's poking out the bear now why he wants it to be free to play so much, then that would be what he'd be talking I, I about. If he happened to call in week. right now. We're going to hear about that next week. <laughs> uh, we've actually got two uh, voicemails from the community about Splatoon 3. And uh, let's go ahead and play those right now if, if we can. Yeah, Jesse. Hey, Nintendo Dad. It's John from the Dad's After. What? You don't do it? I was going to say play X-Longs first. Okay, I can do that one first. Thanks. This is uh, my reaction to the Splatoon 3 uh, direct today. So a couple big things for us and my family, and it could have been, I think, an extension onto two. Um, but after watching it a couple times, like, there is so much in this game. It's insane, especially when you compare it to, like, something like Strikers that came out and how little content there is. So first couple of things that are, like, quality of life, huge. You can play on the same team in Turf War. That's insane. You can skip the intro, the news that used to be Pearl Marina. You can skip that now um, with the sea cucumber phones, which is awesome. Which, that's not to mention all the looks in this game. Like, everything from the spot test and everything, it looked amazing. Um, You can practice 
uh, in the shooting range before your game starts. You're constantly doing that. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, and you can always just jump into battles with your family, friends, whatnot, which is awesome. Um, so we've got all that. And then, of course, you know, the single-player mode is going to be amazing, too. So I watched that, and I know that's not, you know, totally new or anything, but that's going to be so much fun. And then, of course, they got the paid DLC um, that you're going to have. So there's going to be more of that, which looks like they're going to bring back Pearl and Marina, uh, which is going to be amazing. And then you have this, which one of the things I might be most excited for is this the table uh, the table turf um, game with 150 cards to collect. I'll be getting all of those cards. There's going to be an entire community just in that mini game, and I think it's so cool that you can just go play that competitive mini game within Splatoon 3. Just the content, like that is a perfect game. If I don't feel like jumping into a multiplayer game, I can just sit back, play that game while we're watching TV with the family or whatnot. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Um, like I said, the looks, and then of course, you know, you've got the tricolor during the Splatfest where you have like the three teams, which I thought was just super cool. Yeah, we didn't get a battle royale mode, that sort of thing. But even the little things like lockers, um, things like that, all the stuff you can do within, you know, Splatfield is super crazy. That's why I'm so excited for this game. That's it. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks, Happy Kurt. customer. Yes, Kurt's happy. Kurt and his family look like they're excited. All right, now for John, right? Yeah. Hey, Nintendo Dads, it's John from the Dads After Dark show. And yes, before you say it, we'll stop watching shower cam streams while we record. Anywho, I'm calling for my road trip. We're going through Tennessee. And I wanted to talk to you about the Splatoon 3 Direct and what I thought about it. And I mean, really, I, th I thought it was, was... Who's up there? What's going on? Who's it? Marty? Marty, is it you? Marty, why are you on the ledge? Get down from there. The, the Splatoon 3 Direct, it wasn't that bad. Come on, we didn't get a Battle Royale mode, and there's a lot of the same stuff, but Splatfest has three choices now, and we get the Tricolor Turf War. That'll be fun, right? Maybe they'll do Cheetos flavors. You like that. You like that hot Cheeto, right? <laughs> and Salmon Run has lots of new bosses, and even the big final boss, it's going to be a blast. You can shoot the eggs into the basket like a three-pointer at the buzzer. You like basketball? Come on. Card game's cool. Yeah, I know I usually hate board games within games, but I don't know, this one seems fun. You gotta catch them all, right? There's collectibles and outfits and the lockers you can customize. You can dab now. I like the stringer weapons. I can be Lara Croft. Do you like Lara Croft? You don't like Lara Croft? All right, well, I mean, getting online will be much easier. You know, we can jump on, we can play together. Oh, he's coming down, he's I'm sorry, he's coming down. Thank heavens. Whew. Ah, oh, crisis averted. Looks like I talked Marty off the ledge. You know, everything's good here, but I've got to get back in the car. i got to keep driving to... Oh, oh, crap. Oh, I just got an alert that Chicken Wiggle Workshop is delayed to next year. Marty, Marty, get back down here. Don't go back in there, Marty. Mar oh, I am so glad that uh, we got that recording of John talking me down off the ledge. I really appreciate that. Uh, and But I have to say, driving through Tennessee... And you didn't call. You didn't say anything. You probably, <laughs> look, if you were on I-40, you were 20 minutes from my house, dude. Let me know when you're on your way back. All right. We'll uh, show you where to get some real barbecue. Uh, but I'm glad Ooh. that John is also going to uh, enjoy. Look, can I tell you something? You know why I say that? 
because there's a barbecue joint in my town right here where I lived that was the number one rated barbecue joint in the entire nation at one time. Ah. There you go. Cause Tennessee barbecue is better. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> let's not talk about Splatoon 2 or 3. Sorry. See, I can't even differentiate in between them. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about a couple other small news items before we head into the next part of the show. Sonic has come to fall, guys. You hear that sound? That's everyone rushing to play. <laughs> oh, God. It's out now. Sonic is part of it. Uh, anyway, there's a brand new level, uh, Bean Hill Zone, where you can uh, do all your Fall Guys stuff, uh, and you can unlock Sonic costumes and other uh, customizables. But here's the deal. Today, it is August 11th. This is only available until August 15th. Only, like four days, guys, and it's gone. It's Have going fun with fast, it. just, just like Sonic. Going fast. Yeah, it's like Mario uh, so 35 all over again. Yeah, like, <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, Fall Guys is free, guys. Go, go play it. All right. It's good. I promise. Uh, oh, speaking Mario. of Fall Guys, Nintendo's version of Fall Guys, Kirby's Dream Buffet, uh, got a release date today with a three minute trailer. Uh, and it actually looks pretty dang sweet. Uh, so August 17th. No pun intended. This is going to be $15. Yeah. You can play with three others, local or online. Uh, there's going to be copy abilities. There's going to be costumes you can unlock for $15. I think this is a steal of a deal. It's going to be good. Uh, it looks beautiful. I bet this pops on an OLED. Uh, and so uh, queue it up. Kirby's Dream Buffet, six days from now, uh, you can get it USD $14.99. That's our news tonight, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, Wednesday is a weird day for Nintendo to release a game. Yeah, why are they... It's almost like maybe there's something happening on Thursday. I don't know. You know what it is? You know what it is? I just thought about this. They're anticipating the avalanche of downloads of that Splatoon online test fire on the 18th, which is when it goes live. When it goes live, yeah. When you can download the demos. If it breaks the eShop, at least some people still got Kirby. Right, <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, that's our news. Let's over uh, for a quick ad break from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. It's back to school time, and we want to make sure you pack, you pack the essentials to have the best year yet. The Manscaped fourth generation performance package is just that. Be ready for whatever it is your daily schedule is this year. It's the perfect package for your package and includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Fellas, go for the valedictorian of ball trimming and join the oh. 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code NINDADS. That gets you 20% off plus free shipping with the code NINDADS at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. I had to remember how to spell that at manscaped.com. Yes, I had to think about that. (laughs) So, and I actually just used that code too. I picked up some more of the shampoo and the body wash because I had to, uh, my son's been starting to use that stuff. So I have to pick up like a double supply of it now. (laughs) So... Smells good. 
washes everything good. So definitely something to do. And I actually got the, uh, I forget what they call it, the premium uh, like renewal subscription plan for it. So something to look into. And it's actually not bad, especially with the 20% off and free shipping. So check that out. And uh, also check out, don't forget to check out the performance package. They also have a deal going on where you can, when I was there, where you could get um, like some free stuff with it when you picked up the, any of the, like the, the package, the performance package. Um, like uh, you got the free bag. I think we've, we've seen that before um, and a couple other things. So be sure to go check it out, manscaped.com. And don't forget to use our code nindads.com or excuse me, nindads. <laughs> uh, so insert that there. So Jesse, how, anything you want to add to the Manscaped stuff? Uh, I haven't bought anything new lately, but I still do use like the shampoo and the body wash. Those are my, and uh, I that the plow or that the, that the, that the single yes. blade straight edge. Yes. Yeah. That's, those are my favorite products. Yes. And I have the chapstick still too, and I, I don't have to redo that yet. So so just remember this year, graduate with a degree in clean balls from Manscaped. <laughs> just make sure to remember that. Uh, and also we are proud to always uh, bring on or talk about our, um, our, oh yeah, there we go. Jesse's wearing his, our gooder uh, partner. So we're excited to partner up and introduce the Nintendo dads community to gooder. G-O-D-R. There's no E in there. So G-O-O-D-R. Yeah, I always forget to bring mine to wear, but I'm wearing like I wear them every day. Yep. I have mine sitting right here too. So well, but, you guys uh, are better than me. <laughs> Gooder thinks gaming is fun and your gear should be too. Gooder makes fun, fashionable, and functional sunglasses that everyone can afford. Sunglasses for gamers. Why? Because gamers go outside too, especially this summer. They also have their blue mirage glasses because apparently blue light is bad for your eyes. Some scientists say it causes eye strain, fatigue, headaches, and tail growth. So just be safe. Gooder made these glasses with the ability to block blue light. Perfect for any screen, any face, any light, especially blue light. Designed to look good and fit comfortably on your face and under your headset, whether you're working from home, in front of the computer all day, or perfecting your avatar. Some may say Gooder makes the best gaming glasses ever invented. Level up your game with a pair of blue blockers with Blue Mirage technology or polarized Gooder sunnies to protect your peepers. Best for laps around the house and pawning noobs. With the name like Professional Respawner, Insert Coin to Continue, and Blue Shades of Death. Again, those are the ones I have right here. We know you'll find the pair that speaks to you. You can use Nindads for 15% off at Gooder.com. Again, that's 15% off. Plus, it says here, free shipping with the code Nindads at G-O-O-D-R.com. And like we've been sharing, Jesse wore his. Marty doesn't have his near, near his because it's nighttime because, and he wears a lot of them outside. I don't, I don't wear my sunglasses at night like people did in the 80s. <laughs> I wear my sunglasses at night. Whoa, so hold can, up, so. hold up, Tim. The pipe's <laughs> off, coming in, swinging. Hey, can I say this, though? Uh, I don't think I've been on the show since I got another package from Gooder. 
Uh, they sent us some brand new glasses and sent over three pair. Uh, I got some of the uh, circle G's, like the circular. Yes. Uh, I also got um, uh, a different pair of the uh, OG's, which I really like. Uh, and then uh, there was a blue and pink pair. It's like a translucent blue with pink details and pink polarized like reflective lenses. They are the jam. They fit so well. Um, and man, I love like so many people like today I was in a meeting. I walked in, I had my glasses, uh, sitting on top of my head. I took them off. I set them on the table next to me. Guy picked them up. He's like, what are these? So I got to tell him about it. I was like, Hey, you can save 15% if you use the code Nindads. Uh, first there time you, order, you get 15%. He's like, I'm ordering glasses. So everywhere I'm going, like I've been telling people, uh, who have kids who play, they're like, Oh, we got to play baseball. They're like, Oh, we like glasses with polarized lenses, but we're paying like hundreds of dollars for them. And I'm like, go to Gooder for 25 bucks. Best glasses Great. you'll ever wear. Tim, those are magnificent. These are my, I call, I forget the name of them, but they're the green ones. Uh, and they're the single, you know, piece, whether the BFG ones or something like that. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, B- I call I these, those. I call these my ZZ top sunglasses. So you do. They, they, there's some, <laughs> and, and listen, in case you didn't know out there, there are, there is something women like about a sharp dressed man. <laughs> and this will well, definitely, that's what that. I've been told. That's yes. what I've heard. Uh, you yes. know, <laughs> so now I got to figure out what the name. Okay. So the OGs, that's what you're wearing right now. Um, or actually right now, not, not, the, not OGs. the OGs. They're the, you, I thought they were the BFG ones, the, the bigger ones. I'm scrolling through them right now. That's why. So I got I got one of the circle G's. I, I like those very well. The mock G's. That's what I got. I got Kitty Hawker's Ray Blockers. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, those are the blue and, and pink ones. And then the VRGs. That's what you're wearing right now. VRGs. That's what it was. Yes. The VRGs. And you're, that is called the Neon Flux Capacitor. There it is. That's why I probably got it because I just noticed there's a new there's a new color here called I'm going to have to get this one uh, area 51 booty call. <laughs> this is, <laughs> the names of the glasses if on anything, the site are just as good. If anything, as the glasses go there for themselves. that. Go there for that. Yeah. Go to G- area 51 booty call. Hey, look at the names. You get a free glow in the dark sticker with these. I'm an alien. Ship kidnapping a flamingo, and both of them are wearing sunglasses. Um, my other favorite one, I, I, I did not get these, but um, I don't even know if I'm gonna say this one Bills Above's Bourbon Burpees. <laughs> Just go to gooder.com, G O O D R.com. Yes, uh, go over there, buy yourself some sunglasses. Tell them Nindad since you use the code Nindad's and I N D A D S. 15% off and free shipping. That's right. Hey, back to you, Marty. Let's talk about some events. Apparently, uh, we're talking about a lot of tables this week. So, Tim, why don't you tell us about tables of the dinner and breakfast variety? So, it's not on here, but let me get through the stuff that we do know. Every third Friday of the month, the Nintendo Dads Discord community gets together to discuss what is on everyone's minds. And that could be anything at that moment, at the third Friday. 
So the next one coming up is August 19th at 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. If you're a Twitch subscriber or a Patreon subscriber, you're able to join us on that call and talk about anything. Well, I'll usually provide like the main dish for the dinner table, which is going to be the hot topic of the month that we talk about. Or if I don't, we usually just jump in and just discuss about everything. And then it usually ends up being a discussion about what we've been watching, which is usually ends up being Marvel stuff. Which means <laughs> She-Hulk starts two day, the two days exactly. before this. So or the we day talk before about this. Disney Plus shows or movies <laughs> we might have saw. Uh, like and between Star Wars and Marvel, those have been the There was lately. five mini episodes of I Am Groot dropped yesterday. Yeah, so there's plenty to talk about. So if you're going to join that call, make sure you catch up on those things too. Because, But we try to save those for the cocktail hour, which is, you know, towards the end, people want to leave after we talk about some other stuff and they don't want to be spoiled. So we try to save that stuff for later. There's also discussions of doing maybe a breakfast table or sometime during the day. I'm not going to call it all with whichever different names everybody's been talking about, but we're going to do a daytime table. Uh, where we get together for those people who can't get together at the 10 p.m. time spot, because that's Eastern Daylight Savings Time, like I said. We'll do a time where other people from other time zones and regions could potentially join. So we're still I'm looking at all the votes and the time slots and stuff like that. If you are a subscriber in our discord, go in the dinner table channel and look for those polls to make a vote in there and let me know what is the best time for you. Also, new, especially something we tried just recently with the Splatoon thing, as you might have heard, we did a special Splatoon 3 direct dinner table. So right after, a couple people from the community, I put a post out saying, hey, whoever is around, come join. John from the Dads After Dark uh, show came on and Esco Richard joined in uh, from the community. And we all talked about the Splatoon 3 Direct. So going forward, what I'm going to try to do, if I can, because it's all I, I have a day job, so it's all going to depend on that. If I can, if there's a major Direct, I would like to try to do a special dinner table where people can get together right after and talk about what they saw. Otherwise, we will still talk about it at the dinner table. So if you can't make during the one after, Guaranteed August 19th, we'll be talking about Splatoon 3 anyways. So all that about the dinner table stuff, it's for the community. That's all what dinner table is about. It's whoever can join the table and have a discussion, just like you did in your own home, having people join the table for dinner and you have discussions there. That's what dinner table is about for the community. That's it for the events. Jesse, Poke Minutes. I hate you all. So Pokemon Go event bug out started yesterday and will end on August 16th at 8 p.m. local time. Grubbin, Chajarabug, and and Vikavolt will make their Hold on. Whoa, whoa. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I know this is your Pokemon. But did you just mispronounce the name of a Pokemon? I don't think I ever said that. Oh, you did. You did. It's it's Chargebug. Charge a bug. Okay. Charge a bug. Did I know something that Pokemon Jesse didn't know? We're gonna you're gonna have I to did. clip you're gonna have to clip that, Jesse. You're gonna have yeah. to clip that well, sound. <laughs> yeah. I, I never I didn't get far into the original games these came in and 
again, these are new to the new to go. So like these are like brand new bugs I've never seen before. So <laughs> anyway, so that evolution line is making their Pokemon Go debut. Mega Caesar and Unknown T will be in raids. During the event, catches made with nice, great, and excellent throws will earn double the XP. Pansage will be in the wild for the first time worldwide. A bug-catching collection will be available for trainers. Those who complete it will earn the bug-catching pose for their avatar and 15,000 XP. Uh, I'm, I'm still... I'm, I'm one bug away to finishing my collection. I'm still blown away that you, you didn't know what his name was. I've never had to say that word out loud before. Look, (laughs) Jesse, this is Gen 7 Pokemon. You did not, you didn't get far into that game? No. Wow. Or if if, if I did, I'd never, I very rarely use bug Pokemon in my teams. So he looks like a bus. It's the best Pokemon ever. Pokemon (laughs) that look like other things are fantastic Pokemon. Like that dog in the new one? Fido. Looks oh, like donuts. Yeah. Fido. Oh my gosh. That I'm taking that thing to the Elite Four. <laughs> I hope so it gets so, out. So like, Roger. Upgrade. Like when I evolve that thing, I hope it evolves into like some kind of like baguette dog. You know, yeah, or I, like, I, like, with I, like I think I said this joke on the sh- last week, but you weren't here to hear it. I think Loxton was com- uh, comparing it to like Fiado. You know, really, the really thin dough used to mm-hmm. make Middle Eastern desserts. And so he's hoping for mm-hmm. an evolution called Barklava. Oh, my God. <laughs> if they make a Pokemon called Barklava, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. That, that, that would be my Pokemon. That and the ice cream one. Is that is that is the ice cream Pokemon? Can it like make ice cream? You know all this stuff. I think the lore about that one is the Pokemon itself is actually the cone-shaped part, and the, he actually just scoops up snow to make the ice cream part. Well, that is not yet, as good yet, as I thought it was. Yet the face is still on the snow part, so I don't know. Yeah, but I'm glad it doesn't excrete it. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. So, uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Jesse, I know it gave you a hard time about the Pokemon, but oh, that's right. we're going to let you go first this week. Okay, so last week you we talked about Logic Pick. I I got that as a, as a early access code uh, that came out on Friday, and I played more of it. I did want to talk about a few more, few more things about it. That game is huge. Uh, so I talked about the DLC. There's three DLC packs where I think there was like about 249, 249, 299 if you buy them separately, or you can get them as a bundle for 499. So on Friday, when Friday came around, I went to download the DLC, and each of the DLC packs were discounted from that original price. It was like 149, 149, 219, or something like that. Yet the bundle wasn't discounted. It was still $4.99. But the bundle is still the better deal, despite the discounts. So I downloaded the bundle, which got unlocked all three um, DLC packs. And that alone unlocked like 800 puzzles. 
So this game has wow. ov- like near, if not over, two thousand puzzles. Yeah, wow. I'm trying. I'm pulling it up right now. It's going to take me a while to get through them. <laughs> and by a while, you mean like next week? Now yeah, Nintendo asked if there's a Picross sale this week. Yeah, I think J- Jupiter has just about any all of their Switch Picross games on sale, including uh, Sanrio, including Overlord. They're talking about Alchemy now in the chat about Pokemon food stuffs. Anyway. So I, I, was, I was playing it earlier today and found an interesting bug that I posted on Twitter. I put the cursor. It didn't matter where I put the cursor. I hit the plus button to go into the menu, hit the plus button to return. And at that point, the cursor went to the upper leftmost part of the board and left a square mark on it that wasn't there before. I don't know. So... I've had to restart several puzzles for ending up in a, with a false solution. I wonder if that was why I ended up in a... <laughs> I, I noticed it a few multiple times. I'm like, why is there always a dot there? Because I'm not pushing A, so why... And then it, it, it's placing a dot there. So I don't know if the developers know about it or have been told about it, but... That's it's it's not too annoying because but yet it's very reproducible. When it, it doesn't happen every time, like I put an X in that slot and it wasn't happening, but if that slot, spot was open, it happens every time. So it's just something to look to look, to look out for. I'm still hmm. hoping for that uh, other Jupiter game that came out in Japan last week, uh, Pick Cross Cross, uh, to come. It is supposed to come out to the West. There's just no date. Now, for that, that one is supposed to be like a competitive online game, so it'll be weird. Yeah, once you find out, I'm sure you'll let us know, and I'll let oh, yeah. my wife know too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, a few weeks ago, I talked about escape games, and I tried an escape game from a new developer, and I didn't like it. But, and they released two other escape games literally week after week after week. Three weeks in a row, they released a new game. And so I, I, I picked up I picked up all three of them. They were pretty cheap, and they're really pretty short games. Like, you beat them in under an hour or maybe two. The third game did have some improvements, but still overall, I they weren't very good. The puzzles were just didn't make they. They weren't intuitive. They like, or they were at least there was a different types of puzzles that just didn't make sense. It, it, when I found out what how the solution was, half the time I still didn't understand why it was the solution. So I don't know if it's just this this puzzle maker just isn't either doesn't makes puzzles that I don't don't get or just isn't as good as other puzzle makers. Now, like the the game the the games from I think it's called MC games. I like their games. Uh, I've bought every I bought all three or four of them and have played it and looking forward to the next one. And then of course, you know, Escape Academy which is again another developer but that that one is, was a good game and took like took me like 10 hours to beat it. Cuz it was it's not just one broom or it was. It's like twelve separate 
brooms in that one. So, uh, so I say avoid the Japanese escape games and look for the, the, the other escape games are better. There's another series where it's more cartoony drawn and it features a ghost. I played one of them. I bought like three or four of them in the series and I haven't gotten around to them. I'm probably I'll try to do that soon. Okay. Because I, 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 in general, I like these type of logic games. Right. If they if they build the puzzles, that makes sense. <laughs> and usually you try to stream them too sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like at least the, the MC games ones, I think I stream almost all of them. Okay. So I think there's I think they they announced another one that's coming to Steam, which means it'll be on Switch in three or four months. Okay. You know, I'm I'm in their Discord every, every once in a while, but I haven't checked lately. And then last, I got further into Live Alive. I have finished every uh, timeline except for Edo. That one I'm worried about because that's the one I started and hated. But you know, that's the only thing I have left. I have a trick for that. I'll tell you. Okay. So there's a room that you can find where you fall into like a, and I don't remember exactly how I did this. All right. But you fall into a, um, a pit where you're like in this dark dungeon that's surrounded by bones. And there's fallen that. Yes. There's these spirit things that are roaming around. That there's like five or six of them. Yeah, I heard you, you. I heard you can kill the yes. ghosts to get XP, and they don't count you, towards your death count. Right, and I'm going to say this, and I don't think it's a spoiler. The death count doesn't really do anything that I know of. Yeah, I haven't really cared about it. I think I have like six, six deaths on me now. I ended. And- I ended that one with 31. Uh, but <laughs> I, I did try to sneak. I did try. Like I could have killed. But here's the thing. You start out really super underpowered and you have to sneak. If you can make it to the ghost room, I leveled up all the way to level 11 uh, just by being in there. Now, I wasn't even I sure you, you can get past level 10 because none of, I've never seen anything past level 10 yet. Yep, there's there's level past 10. And here's the other thing. You have to fight to get out of that room and you'll figure it out. But okay. it's a great place to level up. Because I, there's what? a water spout move that, that Obaramaru uh, learns that basically kills those ghosts in one hit. And okay. you like that the, the, the XP is like kind of a diminishing return, but it's enough that it's worth doing to level up. Well, you can kill like three or four of them uh, or, or do it, do the whole room like two or three times and, and get a level. So the The last time I tried it, I ended up falling through, um, crawling around in the ceiling, fall through and end up in a prison cell. And I'm like, is there a way out or did I just screw myself and I'd have to have to load, load a back? I think the prison, I think the prison cell is, is close to the ghosts. Okay. So it's worth the the ghost room is worth the detour. Okay. So, so that, that, that's the next thing I have. I have you, how, how far have you gotten? I know you're playing them have, in chronological order. I have beaten all of them, including the one you unlock when you uh, get that one. Okay. So uh, you're, when you do the original seven. And then 
So you're in the last section. There, there is, um, from what I can tell, there is opposed to the first seven stages or seven lives. There is a, a substantial post game. Yeah. Okay. If you want to call so, it that. So what I what I wanted to ask. I you just about don't want to say anything that spoils anything because the unlocked chapter is awesome. Okay. Yeah. We and, won't talk about that yet. But what? I, yeah. So what, what I wanted to talk, ask you about last time we talked because you haven't gotten that far was the modern era. Oh, the fighting game. Yeah. Yes. It was it, awesome. It, it was kind of like a little bit, a little bit of like a Street Fighter, but had like a Mega Man feel because you learn moves yeah. from your opponents, and you have to kind of learn them in the right order so you can use the weaknesses against them. I it thought was that really was cool. cool. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> Such a the, unique take on that. I'm going to talk more about Live Alive in a minute because it's really the only thing I've been playing. So okay. yeah, because the first one I went to, I just got waxed. So I had to move on to a different one, and then once that's when I started learning the el- el- quote unquote elemental moves, and could start exploiting weaknesses. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then near, I mean the near future or whatever, whatever they call that one. That is the best chapter. That is just an anime in a video game. It every everything was awesome. There wasn't the single thing in there i didn't like it was great i i showed my son like a little clip i made of it actually has like a full-blown animated title sequence to it with a song i just showed a little clip of that to my son and just that was his response was and he watches more anime than i do his response was that is the most japanese thing i've ever seen (laughs) and it was great when the main character got to level nine and he learned a move that just went boom. <laughs> Which era was it? Uh, it was, a, it was the, the, Near not the teacher, not the far future, but the, the other future one that isn't so far, the near future. Near future. Is that what I call it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like what Mecca said as well. I'm like, oh, this battle system looks fun, and I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, you know what? I'm just going to hop in here and talk about it, because I, like, I played the demo, and I loved it. But I was frustrated by it, because Edo Japan, especially, is one of those that if you're not careful, then it's really frustrating, and you'll die a lot of times, because your character starts out so underpowered. And the thing was, is that when I, when I started the demo, I started with the, um, the Imperial China one yeah. and your character in that is just being well, yeah. like, he's just, he could do yeah. whatever. And like, yeah, it was, it felt so is a level Shofu is a level 10, but he doesn't gain any XP. Right. The students so gain I, XP, but you rarely play as the students. Right. So I, um, well, at least not until the end. I was like, I'm not going to like this. And I've already, like, I've, I've said that I want it, you know, like, what am I going to do? So the battle system is grid based. If you've not, if you've not seen it, it's kind of like a 2.5D based grid. And I will say this it is as much the, the entire battle system of Live Alive 
falls and rises on knowing your enemy's weakness type. Yeah. Most enemies in every chapter can be taken, most non-boss enemies in every chapter can be taken out in one or two hits. If you have that, if you are high leveled enough and you know their vulnerability, battling is great. All right. Now, I will say that where I'm at right now, that has changed. <laughs> and I'm relearning. But it is it is as much about moving and dodging and getting and knowing the way your enemies attack as knowing your attacks. All right. Um, it took a while to wrap my brain around the fact that it's not just left, right, up, down attacks, that there's some that go across the board. Yeah, there's at, some. Like yeah, there, yeah, there's some that are three squares away. There's some that are diagonally. Yeah. Once I did that and I found out what my preferred attacks were for every character. Yeah. Um, I, in the end game of this, am seeing like huge, a huge influence on Octopath Traveler. It may, it actually makes me want to go back and play Octopath Traveler, which I did not finish. Um, and I'll, I'll be real honest with you. I think Live at Live has reignited my love of RPGs. Uh, it's that good. It might be my game of the year. The writing is fantastic. The, the, the presentation of it, and I'm talking like what Jesse said about just surprising moments in, in each level where it's like it's either the humor or it's something they do with the characters or it's a full-out anime uh, uh, you know, opening scene with music or you get to uh, something unexpected happens. And, you, like, there's, and there's real emotion in some of these stories as well. And if you like, and there's it like, seems so. <laughs> there's some like completely like senseless death. You know, there was there was a scene in the Wild West where a completely unre- two unrelated characters just show up, and for the whole point for one of them to get killed, just for comedic effect. It's not pointless. It's not pointless. Oh, it'll come back to that. I'm just gonna say that. Um, no, here's the deal. Well, from, from my point of view at this time, it seems pointless. Without spoiling, without spoiling live live, here, here's here's my my one thing I can say. I don't think I spoil it is that um, there are lots of different things that connect each story, and it's almost as if it's the same story. Okay, I guess that's what we, still wanted, it, figured it's what it out we wanted out of Octopath Traveler. And right. I still happened. haven't figured. No, and I'm, I'm not talking about the same story like they're all coming together. I'm talking about the same story multiple times. It's like, does that make Link sense? Fight, Link fight Ganon, uh, next generation later, Link fight Ganon, but in a different yes. way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and so if you've been, if you've been playing the game and you're, and you're several chapters into it and you start paying attention you can start seeing that. You can start seeing it in uh, some of the characters. You can start seeing it in some of their names. You can start seeing it in some of the things that happen in each scenario. Um, I guess I'm not that smart then because I haven't genius. picked up on that. To, me, on it's, the it's, to me, it's like super genius. But here's the thing that that's killing me about it right now is that I don't have anybody I can talk to about it. I can't wait until you get to that point. Uh, Jesse, like, can you get to the end? Because I know you're going to get to the end because you do. But uh, on most RPGs, but I want somebody to like, I want to like do a full debrief of this game because I think it's so special. Um, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this thing goes. If I I just get over this. The crazy thing about it is this, is that this is a game that I have waited decades to play because I saw it originally presented in either a Game Pro or an EGM magazine way back in the day when the Super Nintendo first came out and it was advertised. It was like, oh, this game is going to be localized for the Switch. There's there's seven things. And I remember that little orb robot, you know, the the little glasses wearing backwards cap. They had the art in there and everything. They showed screenshots from it. I kept waiting for it to come. I kept waiting for it to come. Never came out. And then now we get it. And it just reminds me so much of like, I guess I'm far enough into the story where I've caught up in it now. And it reminds me of the passion I had playing Final Fantasy II and Final Fantasy III originally on the Super Nintendo. Uh, so this is going to be, uh, well, it's going to be hard to beat for game of year. Like I know God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year. That's fine. Like I get it, but like, this is going to be hard to beat because I, and I'm still like waiting to see how it ends. Right. There, there's yeah. um, like, I, I'm not going to say any more about it other than if you're on the fence about it. And you didn't, like, if you're looking at it and you're like, well, it's like Octopath Traveler. I didn't understand, I didn't like Octopath Traveler. Or it, it, yes, it's kind of the similar, like, it looks like it's the same, but it's so different in the way it plays yeah. and in the way it carries itself. Yeah, because definitely, uh, yeah, Live Live was an influence to Octopath. But, you know, so far in the first seven chapters, there's no intermingling of characters, where in no. Octopath... There's all the intermingling of characters, just no intermingling of storylines. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and here's the thing too. I think it's unconventional enough that it captured my attention to restore my love of JRPGs. Yeah. Because, so, like in the main first part, when you're playing the characters, like when you can put pick wherever you want to go and whatever, none of those chapters did I spend more than five hours on. All right. I got like close to the end of the of the seven chapters. And I put about 10 hours into the game. Yeah, I, I'm not even, I think, I don't think I put more than two, normally less than two hours. I think but, almost but three hours way, is like, the most. That's, that's like building blocks for what's to come. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's, yeah. So I, like I, I, I stayed up playing it um, the other night when I shouldn't have, cause I had stuff to do. I stayed up to like 2 a.m. playing it. Because I was finishing up the last uh, the chapter that you unlock, and then it did something else, and I was like, "Oh crap! I can't get into that tonight. I got to save it." Uh, and I, I haven't. I've touched it barely, but so, anyway. one thing that surprised me was like the very end of the prehistoric era. I saw Roger's reaction to that, and he's like, "Whoa, that's not brand safe." <laughs> Because he he's because he's playing it on on his live streams, and uh, the the only uh, big complaint I have, and it's probably just a trope of the HD three D two D in general, is you know your sprite is smaller but very detailed and very animated, love it. All the player sprites are. The boss sprites are gorgeous. They're huge. But they don't animate. I just wish that they no. were able to animate those in that kind yeah, of Yeah. Um and and what Jesse's talking about, like if you've played Octopath, it's the exact same thing. The bosses were gigantic, right? 
And yeah. then they like filled the screen, but they didn't move. And, and, you know, like I get it. I, I want them to move to, um, but it's a, it's it, a takes me back, it takes me back to those days of final fantasy two late nights on the super Nintendo getting to fight Golbez and Golbez is like the entire screen or Zaromas yeah. is the entire screen. They don't move, but they're, they're they, or, there were these giant sprites that had all this detail or Kefka. That's four screens. Oh, tall. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> they really, really, really need to bring those pixel remasters to console. It's money on the table. I don't get it. I still um, haven't finished three, but um, anyway, I need, to, I need to get we, back to that. We have rambled about Live Alive uh, enough, I think. Do you have any other games you've been playing? No, that's it. Oh, okay. See, they, I, games that I, I've, I've bought and or pre-ordered that I'll probably talk about soon. Uh, RPG Time, Arcade Paradise, Lost in Play, and Blossom Tales 2. So they're all Ooh. already on my system, ready to play. You know, you know what? That makes that reminds me. I've never finished the first Boss and Tales. I need you <laughs> to do that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right here and talk about two very little games for just a second, and then Tim, we're gonna throw it over to you and let you finish off our what we've been playing. Um, I just wanted to weigh in just a minute on the Mario Kart 8 DLC. I didn't get to talk about that when it when it launched. Um, I love this pack. I love it. I love it. Mushroom Gorge. Waluigi Pinball, uh, and the Dark Horse Surprise of the entire pack. That brand new track, the Sky High Sunday, is awesome. It's so good. If that's the future of Mario Kart, let's go. Let's go. Bring it on. I love it. It's so good. Um, It looks gorgeous. I mean, just those tracks absolutely shine. So much fun to play. Uh, it makes me really excited for the next four packs. Like I, I really can't wait to see all the stuff they're going to bring back. The Mario Circuit Three was <laughs> that music and the like. How flat it was, so good. Um, the other game, it, this, and I joked about this on Twitter, but I'm actually kind of serious about it. I have two contenders for Game of the Year this year. Number one is Live Live, obviously. Uh, the other is Power Wash Simulator. Uh, that I'm playing on my, uh, I told my you. One. My God, that, this that game, game is, is so good. That game is better it than is it Zen. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun to just sit and like, just get absorbed into that. Right. I'm going to be sad when it's over because I'm having so much uh, fun just playing a game. Y'all like, you know, the Simpsons predicted this, that we were going to play video games that were actually jobs, you know, and different things like that. But um, I'm going to get my like Steam library and see how long, how long I've played this game for. Look, I, don't like, I don't like being outside. I don't like work outside. But I do love to watch people power wash, all right, because you get to see results. It's immediate, right? Like you can see the lines and everything, and it's just a zen moment. Yeah. Uh, I sat the first weekend I downloaded this and I think I played it for like four or five hours straight. So okay, yeah, how yeah. long have you played it? I, I'm still, it's still loading, but my, you know, uh, I'm still loading. So I don't know yet, but last month we borrowed our contractors actual power washer and use it to kind of give the house a, a scrub down and part of our driveway. And my wife wrote her name in the driveway and you can still see it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
It's 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 such a different, and maybe that's why I'm enraptured with it. It's so different. Sixty-two out there. hours. Six. Oh, great, good. That means I've got about forty hours of watching and, left. And I think there's I still wait. content I haven't finished yet. Oh, thank you. I love it. I love there's it. a lot of content. This here. is like I put this game in the same category for me as uh, my. Uh, rain sound sleep app and lo-fi music and iced coffee and this it's all just that's my happy yeah. place so there you go and and guess what guess what can, can i tell you something that's gonna it, this might make you happy too i don't know sure go ahead. there's lawn mowing simulator i that's tried on, that it's on I didn't, I didn't like that <laughs> i had a hard time getting the thing off the truck it's my great. It's my great wide hope after after Power Wash Simulator is that lawn lawn mowing simulator will be good. Maybe by that time they'll have Power Wash Simulator two since there's been so much buzz about this one, right? Um, I'm hoping. Maybe they'll they'll give us more jobs. I don't know. That's everything I've been playing. Tim, you've been patient. Take it away. <laughs> no problem. Uh... Couple things before I get started on what I've been playing. One, Mecha Dragon made a great suggestion that when we're when you guys are ready to do a dinner table talking about Live Alive, so do your spoiler cast there because we did the same thing with Metroid Dread. Uh, and if I, I actually just, get, back I just into hope we it, have more than just us finishing it. Yeah, I and mean, you can call out to the community to see if anybody else finished it too. So, and where at least in. dread a lot of people a lot of people finished it. I probably was the only one who did who didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about dinner table. You guys, you know, everybody talks about it, and uh, you guys can record it. Um, I stopped playing it because I too enjoyed the demo. Was looking forward to playing the game as everybody knew. I was my goal was to finish. Breath of the Wild before Live Live came out so I could play the game. And I started playing it. And I lost interest. And it was probably because I was playing the Edo one. So, um, and getting frustrated and just, and plus it was, I wasn't in the mindset for it. I was in the mindset for a quick game and this is not a quick game. So I need, I need to just take I highly, back. highly recommend playing it in chronological order. Yeah, and I read that too somewhere else too. Sure. Yeah, so I will come back to it. Right now, I've been just more of wanting to play quick movement. You know, not necessarily a quick game, but games that I can progress through quickly. I guess, if you will. So, um, speaking of which, um, what I've been playing, I've been playing more Questy Chess on the play date. Octo Maze, uh, Octo Maze demo. It's a it's a phone game. I've been playing that on my tablet. That game is um, about um, you're a, an octopus above ground and use your tentacles to go through a maze of various traps or triggers underground that you have to guide with your finger on your phone. Uh, someone brought it up or brought it to my attention in Twitter and I figured I'd check it out because there was a demo. So I downloaded the demo and checked that out. So I only got through a few stages and it's definitely one that you could just, you know, pick up and burn some time if you were somewhere with your phone. So I thought it was interesting to check out. Um, I'll probably still check it out some more. Cause like I said, I got through a few of the de- uh levels which is a lot of training and tutorials and just learning it progressing um 
And there's actually one I stopped at that looks like it's actually going to be a little bit tricky. So I'm going to have to, because uh, it's one of those ones where it's your typical mobile game where each board you have to do certain things in order to get one, two or three stars to move on to the next level. So in this particular level I was on, you had to get some coins with your tentacles in the underground maze uh, in a certain amount of time. And the quicker you were, the more stars you got. So, um, and sometimes those games, I tend not to move on until I get the three stars. <laughs> so, but that I've been playing that on my phone and I've also been playing another game that's been taking most of my time on my Nintendo switch, but I can't talk about that one yet. So next week I'll be able so, to talk about that. I did a quick search on the app store. It's not on, not for iOS. It's Android only mobile, but it is on PC via steam. It's an early access and it's $4. Oh, so. okay. Interesting. Yeah. So the, on the Android one, there was a demo. I could have swore I saw there was an iOS one. Maybe it's just iPad or something, but yeah, okay. Well. All right. Uh, and on a side note, I built the Lego bonsai tree and absolutely love that set. It looks beautiful. It's awesome. looks great on the shelf. So that took, that was a night of just building that and, very, very Zen, like, like you guys were talking about just, t- you know, building something like that. So. Speaking of Lego, I bought the Atari 2600 Lego kit. Yes. Nice. I haven't done anything with it yet. I probably will record the builds and put them on uh, out probably on my personal channel, since it's not Nintendo related as a high speed time-lapse thing. Nice. Speaking of Nintendo related Legos, though, uh, they did just release the Lego Princess Peach Adventures, uh, which is an add on set for um, the Mario Legos. That's actually a starter set that comes with Peach. Uh, so now you have the option of a starter set with Mario, a starter set with Luigi, or a starter set with Peach. Uh, and there's a ton of new Mario content coming out uh, as well. We got a Lego catalog in there. So nice, perfect timing. Uh, and just as an aside about Lego, I love Legos. Um, the Lego Optimus Prime is fantastic. It's so good. Such yeah, that's on my wish list for sure. Yeah, I got a couple so, in my wait list right now that I'm going to be building. Here's one. Oh uh, gosh, is that the trash compactor the one? Trash compactor one, yes. Star Wars trash compactor, and then I love the Speed Champion cars. So I got the. Uh, Lamborghini Countach. The Atari 2600 box is so big. Even if I had it with me, I don't think I could put it in camera right. <laughs> um, right. I think that I'm get. I'm, I'm looking to get rid of like my Star Wars ships that I have because I, I have several of those that I built and do yeah. like the dioramas and get more of the like the the, the actual like figure builds. Like I've got Grogu and a Porg uh, and BB-8 that people, some of the, a lot of those have been gifted to me nice. over the years. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's, I actually, the old Lego sand crawler, the big one, uh, oh, that they nice. have now discontinued. Uh, our students here at church pulled their money and bought that for me um, a few years ago. Yeah. And, uh, still have that. It's the only place you can get the uncle Owen minifigure. <laughs> uh, oh, somebody will buy it just for that. If you're yeah, going to sell so, it. Uh, I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not selling that one. I'm not okay. selling that one. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been playing and building. 
Uh, let's move on to our community spotlight. Take it away, Tim. All right. So to start off, we got our few contests we got going on in the community between the Dads After Dark show and the games Game Pass uh, news. Uh, we have monthly mayhem going on. The first um, trials is ending t- today. If it hasn't already ended, in fact, it ended at midnight, I believe. Uh, and the next set of trials will be going on 812 through 818. So keep an eye on the monthly mayhem channel there in the dads after uh, dark uh, category in our discord. If you'd like to be a part of that and along with the game pass news achievement hunters, which they'll be dropping their latest uh, achievement hunter uh, task, I guess, if you will next. And then of course the dad's bounty board is also going on, which is be the first to collect all Lego star Wars, Skywalker saga, Kyber bricks. And there are 1,166 of those. And you'll That's get an eShop card for that. So, but if you want to be a part of any of those things, come join our Discord. If you're if you're out there and subscribe to us and just haven't come to be a part of that, those are some of the things you can do in our Discord, along with being a part of a great community of people who like to get together and talk about stuff, play games together, and uh, just have a good time overall. Uh, speaking of which. Um, before we get into the community questions, I'll just go over while we're talking about it, the family podcasts, because I talked about Game Pass News and Dark Dads After Dark show. Game Pass News recently dropped uh, episode 64, and they'll be dropping 65 this Saturday. But in episode 64, they talked about the potential or the what's rumored to be tested right now, the Xbox Game Pass family plan, which I'm excited about myself. Uh, congrats to Ninja Lunchbox 79 for winning their latest achievement hunters and Logitech making a, an Xbox cloud handheld, which I'm also excited about and looking forward to, but that's also in partnership with Tenzin, if you're not aware, uh, which is the scary part. So keep an yeah. eye out on that and listen to the game pass news to learn more. My about favorite that. company, <laughs> uh, which they also went over Xbox financials. I don't want to miss that either. So Keep listening to them for all the Xbox news. That's and also about all the Game Pass faves that they have that week, this week. Dad's After Dark show dropped episode 105, where they talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, where John and Drew are both at in their first impressions in that episode. And I'm sure they'll talk about it more in their next episode. They also talk about it's time again for a game of joysticks or skin flicks with Bob Cousy. And then there's is the Disney magic ebbing. So lots of stuff there and keep, and also remember too, I know that our show is family friendly dads after dark show is not. So don't listen to that show with the kids around uh, retro logic episode 85 drop where Dan returns, talks about returning to Pokemon. Sam talks about mechs and John talks about his collection us, uh, his collections spacing issues. Uh, Episode 11 on on topic retro in that one, uh, Philip Paulson and Chris HL 94 and galaxy wolf talk about Kirby 64, the crystal shards. And then season two, episode one dropped for retro groove where they talk about the beastie boys and their evolution. So lots of great topics, whether you're into retro, you're into 
dad stuff that's usually after dark talk and, or game pass um lots of great stuff to talk about or even music like retro groove and stuff all kinds of great stuff to listen to with our family podcast so without with all that out of the way now we can get to our community questions which we got a lot of this week so especially because i'm sure marty returned and there's a lot of questions there <laughs> so first question is hoots from hoots one of our new patreons uh or one of our newest ones in our discord. Cause I think he said he's been around for a while, but finally joined the discord. My two year old has had virtual virtually no screen time per my wife and per book website recommendations. How and when did you guys introduce your kids to video games? And do you have any tips to keep them throwing fits when it's time to shut her down? That's an excellent question. Yes. Um, for me, uh, we introduced our son and daughter to video games as soon as they could hold a controller. And mainly it was because they wanted to hold a controller. And so back when controllers still had removable batteries, a la the, um, you know, uh, Xbox 360 and uh, we, uh, if I was playing a game, he would get a controller too and have no batteries. Yes. Right. But uh, now that everything is rechargeable, uh, that's a little bit harder, especially <laughs> since they hit buttons and it connects or, yes. or I guess you can let them run out of batteries. Um, <clears throat> or have whatever, a fake one laying around somewhere. <laughs> we did have, we, we do have um, and did for years have uh, screen time rules and those have changed over the years. Um, one of the things that both of our kids have phones now, they have iPads, they have their own switches um, and just a general rule. Uh, for those is uh, like those don't unlock, they lock um, at nine o'clock every night. And except for some essential apps that they might need, like we don't lock their phone or their messaging um, because they might be at a friend's house or something and need to message us or call. Um, and alter, on the other hand, we do uh, that. I mean, of course, Kids, kids are going to find a way to do to do things that they you don't want them to do with anything. Uh, but we do like we do check their messages every now and then, you know, just to go through and see, hey, who's been texting you? Who have you been texting? What have you been saying? Because um, we're parents and we pay for their phones, we can do that. Um, but they all so they shut down at nine o'clock at night. They reopen at eight in the morning. So um, that's kind of when our day gets going. Uh, it does let them, ha and, but they also have app limits. So like uh, YouTube and any video app, which we, and, and by the way, we don't allow TikTok at all, uh, which has kind of become a moot point for us because like now everything's TikTok. Uh, Instagram's TikTok, it's Facebook is TikTok, and, you know, everything's TikTok. So you might as well <coughs> do the other, I guess. But uh, for, you know, we've not allowed them to have that app. Uh, and the others we have like a 30 minute limit on and we, and from there we might give them extra time during the day, but we, um, we, they have to approve that. Like they have to ask and like on Apple, it's easy. It's like they, they click on the app and they're like, do you want to ask for more time? They, they do. And then we can either say yes or no. Uh, and then you can do it in increment. Like you do 15 minutes, an hour or all day. So it gives you some options, which is nice. And it, and you know, Apple gets to be the bad guy 
instead of you. As far as the shutter down thing, um, one of the things that we dealt with uh, probably when, when my son was a little bit uh, younger and he kind of polices it himself now is that when he gets frustrated, like when you, when you stop having fun with a game and you're like throwing a fit or getting mad because you can't do this and like you're punching couch cushions or you're groaning, you know, it's time to turn that off. It's time to turn it off, go do something else. Right. Um, and then other things like, um, typically, and he's kind of like trained on this now and he's our video game player. My daughter's not, um, is that like, there's not really any hardcore video gaming or anything until after schoolwork is done. Right. I tried enforcing so, that with my kids and it wasn't, well, it was, that was, so, that was the hard part part because they, the youngest two just didn't want to do homework. Well, it, it helps that we homeschool and it helps that it's all kind that, of rolled into one. That does help. And so like we get done about two o'clock or they get done about two o'clock every day. And so after that, it's like, okay, you can have some video game time, you know? Um, and it's, I think it's just about boundaries. You've got to, you've got to know your child. You've got to know your, your boundaries as well. Right. And um I think that anything that causes a negative reaction or causes them to get frustrated or anything, that's when you shut it down. And that's when you, you just have to deal with that. Like as a parent, like however you choose to discipline, however you choose to, to do that, like it can't become a frustration. It can't become a barrier to you and others that are, you know, an annoyance around there. Y'all, you guys got anything to add to that? What you've done for your own kids? Mine is basically still kind of the same with my youngest, especially Sammy, uh, 14. Um, but when he was younger and, and even Sophie and even uh, Chrissy, when she was older and or, or when she was younger living here, uh, they all we they all had limits. They all did. We all had the same things there. And if, if it wasn't fun anymore, you need to get off and stuff like that. Sammy's struggling a little bit more with that in case anybody new who's listening doesn't know. Um Sammy is ADHD slightly on the spectrum um, and has a slight cerebral palsy. It's hard word for me to say, but you know, he has all these things that help him or not help him, but you know, that go against him. So uh, at least make things harder for him to do. So just as a history, but all those things. And I think the same with, with, with Isaac, especially with the anger part, if it's not fun, time to turn it off. And that's the hard thing that Sammy's learning is the anger yeah. management part. So, but he's getting better at it. Uh, but the last, the thing I wanted to add, the thing that helped with Sam, especially is the expectations, having the expectations there ahead of time. So he already knew that you have this amount of time and in this window to be able to play your games or watch your videos or do X, Y, and Z with these devices. Um, and then, so if, if he already knew that upfront, that his time was going to shut down at nine o'clock, that's the same time he has right now, like your kids do, um, that that's the time. And then it's off until, you know, the next morning. And if he wants more time, he has the ability to ask more time. Like it's a, you know, something special going on or whatever. So all of those things, the expectation, and also we use a reward system. So if he wants more time or, uh, or anything like that, or access to a different device that where he's already used up his time, 
he can earn rewards to be able to do those type of things. So having a reward system uh, in place helps with that, especially when it comes for school time. Hey, you did this like you were expected to. Here's your reward. You get to do you get to do this with your games or with your devices. So not saying it's been perfect for all of them, but we've had to adjust each of these rules for each child. So especially because of um, Sophie, out of all three kids, she seemed to have been the kid that matured quicker. So her things were a little bit looser. So (laughs) it's because she was able to manage it herself. So that's, it's going to be each kid to each his own or her own. So. Hmm. Yeah. I I like that, that you said that. I think that um, every, everybody who's a parent needs to remember that you, it's great to take your cues from other parents and see what they do, but your kid is yours. They're, uh, they're unique. Every right. approach needs to be different. And so like, it's not really like nothing in parenting is one size fits all. Exactly. <clears throat> you yeah. have to take and mold and adjust for, for you in your context. Yeah. What, what I want to add, and this is going to sound weird because it's going to sound like you're training a dog, but really you wouldn't, when your kids are that young, you're training your kids how to behave. And if they misbehave, and this isn't just gaming related, but just in general life, if they're doing something that you told them not to do and they're doing it anyway, there has to be some sort of consequences. Consequences. And you have to be consistent with whatever those consequences are. You can't be wishy washy because they will pick up on that and they're effectively then they'll they'll do something like try to throw a tantrum. If, yes. If they if you do something special because they're throwing a tantrum, they're training you, not the other way around. And they <laughs> And you don't want that. Right. So, you know, if they throw a tantrum, let them. But just say, keep keep this up past this time, and this will be in the, the punishment on top of this. Like, it could be no games tomorrow. And, yeah. you know, give them, give them 15 minutes to scream it out. But say, if, if you keep doing this after 15 minutes, or, you know, things like that. You know, it you know, so that's... That's kind of what that's worked worked with our kids was is it you know if they tantrum it out, let them don't do anything special, just right. basically you need to teach them throwing a fit isn't going to do anything. They will eventually stop throwing a fit when they learn it's not going to do anything. Yes. Yep. We've had to do that too. Again, it was uh, each kid was different, and each one, you know had their own way of doing a tantrum. Sammy's was the loudest, but we did the same thing. So, but shout out real quick to Nintendo pals for rating us. They, uh, hi Nintendo pals. Thanks for joining us. And those who are new here, we're the Nintendo dads. Um, we're not as sophisticated as the Nintendo pals, as you can hear, I can't even say sophisticated. So, (laughs) (laughs) or Nintendo pals apparently. Thank you for joining us again for Nintendo Pals. What did I say? I did not say uh, Nintendo Pals. No, you did. I just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. And uh, we're just a bunch of dads who. Love- but I got you thinking about it. Yes. We're a bunch of Nintendo dads that love gaming and love to share it with our family and friends and everybody here. So, and we were just talking about what we do for what we did with our kids when they were growing up wanting to get into video games. So. 
But uh, anything else to close out that topic in regards to Hoots' question? Oh, I got right. my I got my say in. All don't right, cool. Be, you train your kids. Don't not the other way around. Yeah, don't let the kids train you. <laughs> All right. Zablonk has a question. He says, do you think that before the launch of the new OLED Splatoon model, if Nintendo will update the firmware to support two-tone colors for the Joy-Con, the little pictures you get in your games and in the system itself, or will games that reflect your Joy-Con colors look janky because they won't be able to show the gradient accurately? Do you think they'll do that? I doubt it. Like, I think they will. I think it will. I think it will happen. I I hope so. I think that'd be really cool. Here's the deal. I think Nintendo, for all their faults, are into these little details. And we've seen every Joy-Con color that has been officially released come to this, come to that, you know, little display. So I have no reason to believe it's gonna. Now, if it does, like if it's just a single color, that's going to be disappointing. I haven't seen what those Joy-Con is. It like a uh, a gradient of two distinctly different colors, or is it shade of blue to a shade of blue? It's a lighter uh, shade to a darker shade, I believe. Yeah. Okay, that makes me think it's less likely to gradient the blues, and it'll just be a solid blue. If it was, say, a red to a green gradient, then maybe because which one do you pick if it's that drastic on on the ends? And yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see whoever, whoever's getting it in our community. Let us know, take a screenshot if you can. We'd like to like to know. All right. Chris HL 94 said, could you guys speak to this on tonight's podcast? The 25th anniversary of the N64 classic GoldenEye is coming on August 25th, 2022. And there are rumors. A new announcement is coming in regards to a remake. I guess I want to know if you guys have heard anything to corroborate this rumor or if you guys are excited at all. I'm not expecting anything because I'm thinking the licensing is too complicated, but I'd love to have the original on NSO and a remake on the Switch or a remake on the Switch. Even though I suck at first-person shooters, I'm a huge fan of this game. Zablanc also responded because this was in our Discord, and he said, I hate to say it, but the minute this gets released will be the last minute anyone will meaningfully meaningfully care it is nostalgic and an important game but it's unplayable today just a novelty i thought that would be interesting to put in there again Sablanc is john from our dad's after dark crew yeah, um, well, this, this rumor's been going around for like at least a year yes and uh well where was it uh, we have i haven't heard anything Besides, it's it's a rumor, and no, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's interesting here that he, John, I, I find myself agreeing with John uh, that it is a, just a novelty. If it's in its original form, it's just a novelty. Guys, look, GoldenEye was great back in the day. It was. I mean, I had whole weekends based around GoldenEye oh, yeah. uh, and Smash yeah. Brothers back in the day, sure. but it's unplayable now. It's like there is no way that you go back to that and go, oh, man, this is this plays just as good as uh, Fortnite or Halo Infinite or, or whatever, which, I mean, I know there's device. That's a divisive opinion, but um, if like, honestly, if if we truly bring it down to brass tacks 
every retro game is just a novelty at this point. It's chasing a feeling. It's chasing, like, I mean, there are some games that are timeless, um, but, like, a lot of the retro push is because it's retro, right? Like, it's not because... And nostalgia. It's, it's not, well, that's what I mean. It's, it's yes. nostalgia. It's like, I want to I wanna have that feeling again that I had when I first played Castlevania Four. Or I want to have that feeling when I when I booted up Mario sixty four for the first time. It doesn't matter that the games maybe aren't as good as we really think they are. There's a but to us there's a feeling there's an emotional attachment. I would love to play Goldeneye again. Absolutely, I'd love it in any form. But if you're gonna do it and make it matter, it's got to be a remake. It's got to be a remake. Yes. And I agree that it doesn't have to be a full gr- crazy remake or no, whatever you want to call it. But I, I the controls. I would like Smooth to submit out. Quake. The recent Quake that they brought out for the Switch that allowed us to be able to play and play just like it looked back then, but a little bit slightly, you know, updated, but it still looks like it did back when you were playing on the PC, but playing in the consoles. I think if they can make it fast and clean and, you know, slightly updated there, I think it would be a lot of fun. I think a lot of people would do it. Yeah, would it be for nostalgia for a lot of people and only play it once and be done? Yes. There's going to be a lot of people who will check it out, be one and done. But I think there's going to be like there was with Quake, where if it's done right, you're going to get a whole new audience that's going to jump in and play it regardless of how it looks. Cause if you go look at quake, it's, it looks like the old school graphics, even though it's slightly enhanced. So it's a little bit smoother. It still looks worse than Minecraft if I, <laughs> to be honest, but uh, in, in, in a way, but it's still a lot of fun. The part of it about that is fun. And if they can still hold that fun part, and do like what I predicted at the beginning of the year and what I'm hoping for, because <laughs> I'll get points for this. I predicted that it would be a collaboration between Nintendo and Microsoft, and you'd be able to play cross-platform on that Quake-type look. Or it may even look like the original one, but slightly enhanced to where it's easier for the Switch to be able to play, but still playable on an Xbox. And fast paced with no loss of connection and all that kind of stuff. As long as you have it fun and you can jump in quick and do the same things you could do before, but maybe with more people, I think it's, there's some potential there. And even for a whole new audience, like I said, there's probably going to be people who leave, you know, go and jump in, play it once or twice. And be like, Oh yeah, this is great. And then never play it again. I'm going to give you an example of a game that is about to disappoint a lot of people that would be just like this. Okay. Or that or that Goldeneye will be just like. You ready for this? Yes. It's gonna be bombshell for a lot of people. There's gonna be a lot of people who buy the Kawabunga collection and play it a handful of times and put it away. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because some of those games suck. <laughs> I mean, well, it's yeah, just like Tur- any of the collections, listen, like Castlevania, right? Contra. Turtles in Time is on there. That's fantastic. That's Any great. of those Konami but, collections are going to be that same feel that you just said. But 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 here's here's my let me go one step further. Why are game developers wasting time on rollback code for those games? Because they know that somebody's going to buy the collection. 
Well, I mean, rollback netcode, like, are, is there really going to be like a massive community of people who are playing, um, you know, the TMNT fighting game, like, uh, you know, whatever it was online? Probably. If it's, if it's fun. I'm saying there's fun. just a whole if new it's audience. Fun. If it's fun. That's what I'm saying, though. And it like, looks decent. But that's my point, Tim, is if they present those games just like they were back in 1994 and there's not been any control like right. uh you know like there has to be some cleanup for sure definitely if there's and, not and that's then the thing yeah. is that if there's not it's just gonna sit there yeah well it's i mean like let me let me tell you about a game I, I returned to today that i think has some lessons for this you remember nickelodeon all-star brawl yes came out last year right never heard of it this is, oh it's <laughs> And they, like Smash, they did a recent update right? to it too, didn't they? And there's been a, there's been some updates, and now that game is amazing. It really is. Really? Like they they put in all the voiceovers, they put in items, they added a ton of new characters. I mean, it's not Smash, but if you want to punch uh, uh, SpongeBob in the face with Shredder, you can do that. And it's all, yes. my my son and I played it tonight before we came up here, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. And they and they've gone back and they've done it right. But guess what? Nobody is playing Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. You know why? Because they missed their chance. Yeah. And they, they it goes through what a lot of games go through that like it, this is going to run on nostalgia and good feelings, and that's great. It has but, to come out um, right out the gate. Like how many of us are like booting up the Nintendo Switch? NES app on a daily basis. We're not. It's great that it's there. It's comfort food when I need it. Right? It's why Meg is it's honestly why the Mega Man anniversary collection cart stays in my Switch. Uh because well, it's it's there when I need it. But I think also too they need to open up that library. I think more people would be using it too. I, well, I agree with that. And there'd be more retro people who would use it too, because it just depends on the gamer. Like some of us probably aren't ones that constantly go back to retro games unless they're those comfort food ones like you have, Marty or Jesse or me. You know, there's going to be maybe a handful of those ones I, and that, that we go back to that they just don't have there in the current NSO apps. So they need to prove that there in the first place. But there is an audience, maybe a small one that. It loves the fact that you, they have access to the retro games there in NSO. They just need more, and they'll probably even say they need more. So, but it's great discussion right. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would love to play Goldeneye again, like in a modern way. I think that would be great. But I <sighs> licenses are tricky things. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see if they actually pull this off. If the rumors are true, like. Jesse was saying, we've been talking about this for over a year. In fact, again, this is one of my predictions that Nintendo and Microsoft will be talking about GoldenEye um, this year. People were expecting to hear an announcement during the Naughty 3 presentations that never happened. Yeah, and there's speculation around the reason why that didn't happen. Because they never announced it, they never had to say anything about it. But speculation is that the whole war thing, just like with Advance Wars, is holding back the golden eye thing. So possible. That's always possibility. But again, we don't know because we nobody with nothing was never announced. So we'll never know. <laughs> Most likely, unless you know, 10 years from now somebody talks about it in a book. So all right, on to the next question. 16-bit nomad. 
Here's a question for the podcast. Both Microsoft and Sony have apps that either let you stream games from a console to your phone or stream games from the cloud. Will Nintendo ever follow suit? Well, Nintendo already has a product that lets you play games anywhere. It's called the Nintendo Switch. And as long as they can keep you buying those, no. That's the way you put it. Let me say this. I thought about this, that an app or streaming service like uh, xCloud or or Luna or whatever, uh, or Stadia, is the only way, the only way Nintendo can get away from not developing a hybrid system from now on. That's it. Or even I've I've mentioned this before too that if you you can also look at the backbone or things like it to where especially especially because I like looking at the backbone because of their software they have on there. But if you think about it, Nintendo's potential next system. Not saying this is what it's going to be. I'm just saying as a, as a guess as a prediction, Nintendo one day could say. Let's just let people use their phones and attach our own Nintendo branded controller to that phone. And you can only access Nintendo games from that phone or from, yeah, on your phone using that controller. Now that will limit a lot of things. There's a lot of pros and cons to that idea, but there's potential there to where they could have a curated library on that control that you access from that controller that you play through your phone. That way they still can do what they want to do and all that kind of stuff and so on and so forth. Just an idea thrown out there. Yeah, it kind of closes off other doors, but we're not getting into that. Just throwing that out there. So, but I do agree with you guys that right now their model is you can just take the switch on the go and play it that way. And you play it through the cloud by connecting it to your phone for a mobile hotspot. (laughs) Gross. So, <laughs> will we right. get an LTE enabled switch? Right. That, well, that's, that's the rumor, rumor about uh, rumor. the next evolution of Switch Lite. But yes. anyway, we won't talk about rumors. 16 bit Nomad uh, also asked, Where's Advance Wars? It's sitting in a, it's sitting in a warehouse somewhere. There's boxes shelf. after boxes after boxes. They're waiting to ship it out. They're already packaged and shrink wrapped and ready to go. It'll it'll go out towards the end of the switch's life cycle. (laughs) I I don't Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) I I said this a few weeks ago, I think, when Marty wasn't here. But I said, if you know, if what's going on in Ukraine dies down, then they'll release it. If they if it's if it's still going on for a year since past when it started i think they'll start thinking about releasing it even then you know and even then it'll just be it'll be a shadow drop or a direct or just a tweet saying oh hey it's out this this out good luck yeah or it's coming out next week right yeah they'll fit it in somewhere but then it's going to also be a lot of you're going to see a lot of this until they release it especially when other war games are released that people are going to be asking Nintendo, Hey, call of duty just came out. Why can't you put advanced wars out? You know? So 
you're going to see a lot of that and a lot more angrier and angrier fans wanting that game. <laughs> and then they're going to have to deal well, with that. And uh, where, where this place to Nintendo's advantage is that the Advance Wars community is relatively small compared to other Nintendo IP. Right. So, I mean, there will be some angry tweets, but you're going to see that on every tweet, every Nintendo tweet. There's going to be somebody, somebody asking that question. Where's Advance Wars? Do you know, do you know what Ken Chris they said that when they, when they saw that at, when they worked at Nintendo and it was like, um, like take for instance, every smash announcement or anything that was tweeted about, yep. uh, where's Waluigi, where's Waluigi. And they said, you know, eventually it gets to a point where it's like, okay, is this something that people actually want? Or is it just a meme at this point? Right. Is it just, yeah. Are we just trolling? So, and if so you're listening don't go and do troll that kind Nintendo of thing, over Advance Wars. Exactly. Don't, don't troll do them. it on their social media posts, posts. Go to their customer support and send in emails and say, hey, do you know any? Do it nicely. Yeah, respectfully. Hey, do you know anything about, the, about, about when Advance Wars is going to be sent out, uh, uh, released? I would really like to play that game. Yep. Call your there senator. You Call your senator. <laughs> I'm going to get on that tomorrow. I'm going to call my senator here in Tennessee <laughs> who, I mean, they don't even care about the state of Tennessee. So um, anyway. All right. Next up, Frosticles 43. If you could go back in time to a council release as the adult you are now, which release would you go back to experience in a new light? Oh, It's an easy answer for me. Easy. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. That's it. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> Full stop. There you go. Uh, to experience that library as an adult. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know, I always, you know, like, I, my mom... When growing when I, growing up was not very tech savvy, but somehow she kept informed on certain things. Like I said, hey, my friends have a Commodore sixty four and it's fun. Can we have one? And she said no because you know she saw the writing on the wall that 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 line of computers was going to go away soon. You know, at, at whatever year that was, and like similar things with ColecoVision and whatnot. So it's so I would like you know I. You know, yeah, I've lived through the, the Atari 2600, Atari ColecoVision era, and re- remember things based on my eight year, eight to 10 year old self. But I would have been more interested in knowing, you know, yeah, my 48 year old ass over there, just to be able to understand more of the business side of what's going on from the eight, early 80s crash. Yes. That is, that's interesting. So you would want to experience the crash or just the systems well, before the crash? Well, more of the business decisions that led to it. Okay. As a business, as someone who now has an understanding of how businesses. So work. essentially that time frame where they dropped their answer for the new system for the 2600 was the 5200. And then immediately the 7600. 
So they had the 5200 and then this. Well, the thing is, 7600 was supposed to come out two years earlier, but it got delayed for one reason or another. Right. So, so like the 5200 shouldn't have even existed. I don't know why that was a middle ground. It was very strange. Very strange. And that's the system I ended up with was 5200. And then, but anyways, that, I, I like that <laughs> thought. So um, I was just sitting here trying to think of what I would want to experiment experience as well. And one thought was also the Super Nintendo. Um, because that one I think would be cool. And I would add a caveat, caveat to that. And that is to be able to go to experience it with myself at the time when I was a kid. So me as an adult with the kid, we both understand we are the same person, just at different timelines, but be able to experience at the same time. So I could see it, even though I lived to it. Create incursions. I'm just creating all the I think that would be cool, but I changed my mind because I've always been a portable person. And one system I was not able to experience only through my cousin's eyes, I was able to experience was the virtual boy. I would love to be able to go back and experience that one as crazy as it sounds and as limited time window that is, I would like to be able to experience that as an adult uh, because I only got to see it briefly through my cousins during a holiday party. I got, you know, they brought it over, they got it for Christmas. I got to see it and play it and try it out then, but that was it. So I would like to be able to experience that now as, as a 47 year old. I was going to say that as we wrap this up and move it on into another question that it's kind of a moot point for Jesse because he did, uh, he was an adult for most of the console releases that most people listening to the show yeah, would know. I, I was 17 when the Super Nintendo was released. <laughs> like I was about to enter my senior year in high school. Yep. <laughs> I was 15 when it came out. So, but still, uh, I would, I think it would have been fun to do that. And, I was older too, an older team when the virtual boy came out, but still I would love to be able to go back and. Which is, which is why I went back pre NES with my answer. Yeah. I, I kind of want, I kind of want to do that too. Can I do all of those things? Time traveling. Can I, can I just, just go, go back. back and live in the eighties as an adult? Like, <laughs> can I just, just go back like now? And, and yeah, like, I just want to go, like, I just want to go stay back there, but like, just for like, I'm, a, just a visit month or so like yeah just to visit take yeah, a vacation I wanna, in the I, 80s i want to go i want to go back to the 80s do my grocery shopping there and then bring it back with me <laughs> there you go i wonder you know, if that's possible you know i don't know what's going on with egg prices but you know like a case of five dozen eggs used to cost nine ten dollars it's like eighteen dollars now yeah, we, we've got some friend, good friends who's the wife owns a bakery here in town, like a local bakery, and its egg prices are killing her. They go through, you know, five or six of those of, a week. Of course, yeah. <clears throat> Next. Excellent question, Frosticles. This, or as usual, go, so. go, go back to the 80s, buy, buy Apple stock, and then come back. <laughs> there you go. Uncle, they bought me, uh, Lieutenant Dan bought me, Stock in a fruit company. <laughs> yes. much All right. Esco Richard, speaking of Esco Richard, we talked about him earlier. He was on the special dinner table that we did with Splatoon 3. He has an evil question and he says, pick one scenario that will only be your main way of gaming 
and you have to record 20 hours of gaming each week for one calendar year. So you guys follow? Pick one of these scenarios that will only be your main way of gaming, and you have to record 20 hours of gaming each week for one calendar year of that main way you game. A virtual boy with 10 games of your choosing or a Nintendo Wii with 10 random shovelware games that are not from Nintendo or any major developer or publisher. And you can only use the Wiimote nunchuck. So those are your two choices. So in other words, the virtual boy with 80% of his library. Yes. Because I think there was only 13 games released for it in North America. And you have to record 20 hours of gaming each week with that chosen device for one calendar year. That would be hard to play the same games over and over again. (laughs) But I'd probably still choose the Virtual Boy. This is a dumb question. At least it didn't evolve a wizard. It's an it's evil a great question. question. No, it's a great it's question. Evil. Um, it's an evil question. It's extremely evil. Uh, I couldn't do the virtual boy. I've had a virtual boy. I own one. I don't know where it's at right now. Um, but it made me sick. It was, I mean, physically made me sick to my stomach playing it for a while. So. Oh, I believe you. And, that, and that's not to mention that, like, I got nauseous playing pain. Metroid Prime. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm gonna have to go with the Wii. So, so, Marty, you're picking the Wii with the ten random shovelware games that's not yeah. from Nintendo or yeah. any other major developer or publisher. Yeah. So, Carnival okay. Games. I would like to know if es- <laughs> Esco Richard can come up with those ten shovelware games from that are not from those places because it'd be interesting to see what games those are. Maybe make it an extra life challenge if we can. <laughs> oh boy. So, but uh, I think for me, I'm going to say virtual boy. I'm going to do virtual boy as well. <laughs> you guys, look, you guys are going to be I'm in gonna, the hospital before the end of the week. It's, it's for the end of the year. I said the end of the week. You're going to be in the oh, hospital. Oh, just you're one gonna, week of gonna, it. You're going to be barfing uncontrollably. Barfing and seeing red. I mean, if that's the only video game system that you can play, dear, you're going to have to go see a migraine special. We're going to have eye, we're going to have eye problems after that year. <laughs> so Mecca keeps saying there's, there's no way to record the virtual boy. We know that, but this is not reality we're talking about. So in this reality, you can record for 20 hours each week for oh, one calendar year, Virtual Boy. We can still have a camera stuck to us with people who are watching us play a Virtual Boy game. They just can't see what's going on. In the there game. you go. See? See? There you go. And All right. They, and, I, you know, they, they do have mods that can, you know, output a signal to other devices that can be captured. There we go. All right. Let's well, move saw, away from I, the I, evil question. Well, before we do, I did see a video a while back where they basically took apart a Virtual Boy and built it into like a handheld system that had a st- standard. Yeah, screen. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah, and uh, that was a that was a cool video. That's one way to do it. 
All right, solo something. We are getting the smash reveal treatment of new tracks in MK8. Do you think after a certain point we will get new carts or character unlocks to add even more freshness to, freshness to the game? No. They, not during this pack. Like not not during this. Yeah, they they've hit they made no hints at this. Should they? Yeah. Will they? I doubt it. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that we're going to get that. The only thing I could see happening is maybe a um, something Nintendo does nice for its fans or something at the end after they release all the tracks. They may do like as a bonus, you know, for do it, you know, everybody doing buying the tracks or whatever. Here's an extra character or two. They'll or give you PD Piranha as a free Smash Fighter. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> I think that at this point, any new characters or carts are going to be in Mario Kart 9. Yeah. I, I think, think that the, I think this DLC is the stopgap way to keep people buying Mario Kart 8 until 9 comes out. I think uh, it's also a way their developers can practice and get good at making yeah, those tracks. Because they can only, because look, they can slip a new one in every thing and go, oh, yeah, they will. They, they, and they see the feedback. Oh, yeah, they really liked that thing or they yes. really liked the, you know, so we could put that in the name, you know, yeah. And they also yeah, get the I data do. feedback too. So. I mean, would I, I? I would love more characters, honestly, seriously. But yes. I don't think it's happening. Right. Agreed. Go for cart. <laughs> Ebisel, Sony has blocked things before, and this is in regards to the news article about Microsoft complaining that Sony is blocking um, cross-platform revenue share forced publishers to pay Sony a royalty whenever PlayStation players contributed more than a certain percentage to the bottom line of a cross-platform game to offset the reduction in revenue from Sony enabling cross-play. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney testified last year that Sony was the only platform holder that required this compensation for cross-play. How do we feel about that? Before we answer... Nintendo from Game Pass News said, we just talked about this on Game Pass News. What's the real difference between paying to block rights and paying for exclusivity other than the slanted language of the course? I can't find one. It's also a similar story from Sony where apparently they're paying developers for kind of exclusivity rights, basically but not necessarily to prevent it from being released on Xbox, but just prevent them from putting being it on Game Pass. So, yeah, there's a lot of complaining from Microsoft about what Sony's doing. So that's kind of like a double whammy against Sony on that. That's yeah, anti-consumer and anti-business, actually. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's going to uh, eventually, it, it depends too on what, say, government gets involved in the United States side of things. I think this, this article is in regards to something in Brazil. Um, but eventually there's going to be a country that doesn't, that sees this and eventually like say, you know, the UK or whatever, what they did with Apple or whoever um, to try to minimize and monopoly i guess if you will or anything like that so something you said made me think just now so i i'm not a fan of our government either end of the aisle 
Most of these people should have retired 30 years ago. They expect <laughs> us to retire at 65. That's when their careers start. But once we finally get around to getting people our age or younger into those higher offices who actually have an understanding of how technology and video games work, they're going to get some interesting laws passed, I think. That Very true. But, Very true. Right, the, the, the and current people guard put in place too. Is yes. clueless. Yeah, and and certain people placed in positions that can do something that are more knowledgeable in these areas too. I'm sure. Uh, but as far as what Sony's doing to block it, they're gonna they're a business. They're gonna do everything they can to to stop Game Pass's run. You know that's been going on with everybody just loving Game Pass. So. Between that Here's and the, the cross-platform thing as well, we already know Sony didn't want anything to do with cross-platform. So whatever yeah, they, got, they can they do, they got dragged into that kicking and, and yeah, screaming, right? If they're going to make uh, money, here's the thing: they need to make money off of it, essentially. The 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 thing that that where Sony or anyone else is going to really get tripped up with this in the future is is that cross-platforming. Uh, or cross-platform gameplay is seen as a gesture of goodwill to the gaming community. And when you put the kibosh on that, you become the bad guy. Do you remember when My- Minecraft yep. went cross-play on everywhere except PlayStation? Yep. When Fortnite was cross-play except everywhere on PlayStation. And all of a sudden, PlayStation, who in the PlayStation 4 era had been the darling, had been the system for everyone to have. You know, the perception of Sony began to sour a little bit. Yep. Why? Because they were seen as the as the bully who was, I'm going to take my ball and go home because you guys aren't <laughs> playing the way I want you to. Exactly. And honestly, that's what it is. You guys aren't playing the way we want you to. Sony wants to be in control. They don't want to, whereas I feel like Nintendo and Microsoft, yes, they both want to make money. Yes, they want to, you know, they want to uh, be good at video creating video games and being the place where people want to play. But I feel like their relationship is kind of a mutual respect, kind of like a right, like, like the old Pokemon rival, right? He's not really evil. He's not really a bad guy, but he's your rival because you both want to be the very best that no one ever was. Right. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. To catch them is your real test. That's both, both of their real tests. Right. So there's this, there's this friendly competition. On the other hand, you got Sony over here and they're like, let's just make money and tick everybody off. They just want to, they want to dominate. They want to be number one, no matter what. Well, that was a precedent they set a long time ago, ever since they had that dealing with Nintendo. It was like that, that, that president who was affected by that, put that president's precedent there saying, we are going to dominate now from this point forward. And that's always been the president. Yeah, yeah I, I, I said something similar to this on Discord earlier, but yeah, PlayStation announced that they've sold 117 million units of PS4s, and they, this is the last quarter that they're going to announce PS4 sales. So this is basically, that's how many they've sold. So yeah, they outsold Xbox One. Yeah, they're currently outselling Switch. Switch will likely catch them. But, you know, they, they're the top, so they get an ego, and they start thinking that nothing can break them. And it's like they don't, remember history they don't remember the ps3 launch because the ps2 was on top they don't remember how xbox stepped on themselves with xbox one launch because the 360 was on top they just never learn they're doing the same stupid mistakes 
And and you know what? What's I what's ironic or not about that? Whatever you whichever way you want to call it is I know it another Japanese com- video game company that kind of runs the same way. When they're on top, they're on top. Oh yeah. And you know they they start making dumb mistakes and they start doing you know things that we just like they start. We, you know, so you, in other words, you're expecting them to make a mistake soon. I think they already have. I think their summer communication strategy has been an absolute dumpster fire. And yeah. I think it's a huge That's mistake. The, the big think, mistake is they're, they, they they're have, communicating they, with their, their they're, community. They're not, they're, they are communicating to him, but they're not no, no, communicating no, no. in not a in personable way. way. Yeah, exactly. They're not, they're, they're not friendly Nintendo. Yes. It's business Nintendo now. That's what I was trying to say was the personable yeah. stuff. They're not so, doing the Reggie Iwata thing that was yeah. built up there. They're doing the, the everybody. As soon as Reggie left, yeah. it was now closed off. Everybody, yeah. there's nobody who's the Furukawa and Bowser Nintendo is way different than the. It's Reggie just now Bowser, Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo. It's Nintendo, and then whoever they decide to make the their facing, you know, front facing influencers. Uh, but there's no more of that executive position that's front facing like Phil is for Xbox now. So, and that's where we, yeah, you're right. That's the mistake they're making. They're going back to the being closed. They're being they're closing up. And this is the part I'm, I'm scared about because we saw them opening up and making choices of opening up. And now they're closing up again, which is scary. It's like, didn't you learn some anything before? What? You know, who made that decision to start closing stuff up now? Why don't you have people who are the, the face of your company or the face of your games? Like they're not even doing it for Splatoon as we see. Like maybe it's because they've done it already, but they used to have that guy in the white coat come out, right? So they're not doing that again, at least not right now. Maybe they will during the events, but. And and where he, he poses a number, those you're talking about? Yes, like- yes. Like all those different things. So, but yeah, I agree. There's each one gets their ego and they make mistake and all that kind of stuff. So I also think that um, to answer Nick, Nick Tendo's uh, comment there at the end, uh, timed exclusivity is a concept that I wish would die. Either make it console exclusive or nothing at all, or go, go all, go multi-platform. Timed exclusivity is it's fun until you're on the other side of the fence, right? Waiting uh, or something like that. Yeah. Right. Sure. And the thing is, is that especially living in an economy where there are people who are dealing with very real possibility, like very real, uh, the, the very real effects of inflation. And, the, and it's like, oh, just go out and buy all the systems. Yeah, like really? what I said about going to the 80s to buy eggs. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, just. That, that's not that's not feasible anymore. yeah and so and even if it is feasible for you you learn you don't have time to play them all anyways <laughs> right right anyways here's where i would play all my video games if i had the time right exactly question from twitter that we got here's a couple of interesting interesting ones uh who happen to be from our friends over at mega dads adam and will gave us a couple questions now they gave us actually several questions but a few of them we didn't want to post here tonight so if you want to read them go look to our twitter account 
Yeah, we cherry picked the questions. <laughs> yeah, go to our Twitter account. Go look at the post that we posted about post asking for questions there on Twitter, and look at their questions. <laughs> but the two we picked is one from Adam. If you were all on a bus and the bus ran off the road and got trapped in a big cannon in the desert and you were surrounded by scorpions and coyotes and Jesse had a gaping forehead wound that wouldn't stop bleeding and you only had enough food for three of you, what's your favorite color? Gray. Apparently it doesn't matter to me because I'm dying. (laughs) Jesse's favorite color is red right now. So, well, or is not that's not the his least favorite color. least favorite color <laughs> or least favorite. My favorite color is black. Truly, it is my. And then I have favorite accessing accenting colors that go with black, but black is my favorite base color. So, anyways, will also ask. That's wondrous, will. In case you're wondering, what do you like most about my dog Benny? And he posted the picture there of his dog, which is a very cute dog. Got a cute dog there, will. Uh, it's a very boopable nose. Ten ten would boop a nose. Would boop again. <laughs> eleven out of ten. If you're Nintendo dad, that's right. It's eleven out of ten. Would boop again. <laughs> All right. So again, go check out those questions there, and you can always post questions to us on Twitter, and we'll try to add them to our show notes the next time around. And to end the night, we have a voicemail from Mecca. Oh. I forgot about the voicemail. Let me get the mic voicemail two. back up. <laughs> voicemail two. Oh, this is the auto insurance call speaking. Do you have an auto insurance that needs to be repaired? Okay, that's not how most auto messages go. Hi, this is Mecca Dragon 101. Since Tim asked me for a voice message, I'll send my next one like this. Um, I'll be as doing good. Um, I'm calling, or my message release this week is that. Um, I have a podcast I need to attend to, like, in two weeks, and it's going to be all about, like, arcade shooters, I guess, like, Galaga and and um, Galaxia and that stuff, as well as third-person shooters. So uh, what is, let, let me know as much as you know about those things that um How much you know about first, third-person shooters and arcade shooters, because I need to make sure I'm well-informed for this podcast. Any information would be great. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that makes sense. And now you can just ask me or something uh yeah make sure you increase your auto insurance or whatever those fan calls are like so we'll see the podcast thank you all right thanks mecca for dropping that question so the basically his question is you need some knowledge on third person shooters and arcade shooters and i was actually going to say that you know we'll say our bits here but i wanted to post that question out to the community and hit up Mecha Dragon either in his Twitter or in our Discord community on letting him know some resources or things that you've learned about third-person shooters and uh, arcade shooters. Marty, you got anything? Yep. Go play Contra. There you go. Contra. Now, specifically, the very first Contra and Contra 3. If you can play those, you will have a good understanding of arcade shooters. You just need lots of continues or quarters and some patience. Excellent. Excellent. And maybe a Konami code or two. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, you got anything? Well, kind of what aspect of the shooter genre are you looking for? Kind of that's a really wide open question. But uh, yeah, I remember as a kid, I thought I liked 
like those like single screen shooter games like say the original Space Invaders, like Galaxian, like Galaga. But as I try to play them as an old I'm older, I realized I, I, I suck at these games. I I thought I was I had fun, but I wasn't very good. Uh like even today I you know, I've been playing Galaga for almost forty years and it uh I don't think I've ever gotten past say stage seven, eight at the most. And there are people who can go to kill screen, you know, two hundred and fifty five probably. You know, it is a rollover the way that eight bit numbers work. So it's uh yeah, so maybe on the Discord, you know, clarify a little bit more about what you're interest asking about, and then we can kind of be more detailed, uh, and other people in the community can hop in as well. Yeah, we actually have a thread started over there too. So, off the uh, junk drawer channel, I believe <laughs> is where it's at. So we have a thread started. Everyone's for favorite that. channel. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like we care about it so much, junk drawer. It's where everything goes. Where if, if there's not a channel for it, it goes to the junk drawer channel. <laughs> so great questions, everybody. And before we end out for the day, I wanted to give a shout out again for Nintendo Pals for rating us and for everybody who stopped by either on YouTube or Facebook or in Twitch. Uh, lots of stuff from uh, Crimson Kid Mark. Um, Fontes, uh, Nathan over on Facebook, Mecha Dragon, of course, Miz was stopped by, Butternog stopped by, uh, Ebisel, LPD stopped by, uh, Nimfrendo. So thank you all for stopping by. And of course, I, again, Nintendo Pals, everybody who was there came in and stopped by, Mecha Mighty Man. So Micah. That'd be Micah. So, and then of course, Andros. Thank you all for stopping by. That's it from us. Marty, back to you. Well, we're going to end out the show. We want to say thanks to everybody for listening to episode 387 of the Nintendo Dads podcast. Uh, and again, thanks for sticking with us if you're here at the end. As we close out, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers. That's Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, and Chad Benoist. As well as our YouTube uh, subscribers, we're now over 6,300 YouTube subscribers, and there's uh, just about 1,400 of you, or just a little under, that follow us on Twitch, and there's 18 of you who get uh, access to our Discord through uh, throwing us a Twitch Prime subscription. So if you've got an Amazon account, you have a Twitch Prime subscription, uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, so go over and uh, dedicate that to us. You have to resub every month, but you also get access to our Discord community there. Reminder that you can get 20% off at Manscaped and 15% off at Gooder uh, by going and using the code NINDADS. That's N-I-N-D-A-D-S. N-I-N-D-A-D-S will get you some cash over at manscaped.com or gooder.com. Go get you some brand new sunglasses or some ball cream or anything like that. It'll just make your day. And be sure to check out our own website, nintendodads.org, for all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to social media and Patreon page, and much, much more. We want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And a reminder, if you're like Mecca, you can call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Wherever you download this podcast, whether your app of choice, be sure to go leave us a five-star written review. Leave some words. Let people know how much you love the show. It helps people find us. It pushes us up 
the charts and that's where we want to go. Just like Bowser. Bowser. Why does it say Bowser? Blaster. Well, just like Blaster that Tim's over there playing with. We want to raise the roof. Raise the charts. There you go. I'm going to get out of here before I confuse anything else. This has been episode 387 for me, for Tim, for Jesse. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Check you later. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. If this is your jam, you are screwed up. Federal regulations require me to warn you that this next test chamber is looking pretty good.